rolling. Live, direct, and full effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. let's go. One Are you ready? Mind, let me, you Are check. you ready? You know what time it is. 11 11. Time to get in the podcast. Time to get into the bag. Indeed. T- yeah, tell them who you are, sir. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Mr. P from the 313, Robert Edward Patterson II. Indeed. And I am Adrian Black putting the eel in Danville. Danville. And this is the past, past the, the bag, bag podcast. podcast. Because it is not enough for you to get the bag. You got to know how to keep that bag. And if you want to keep the bag, you, you got must to share, share the, the bag. bag. Now, kindly pass the bag. Where hey, we at? Hey, fried, freaky, 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 fried, fried rice, fried, fried, fried rice. I'm rapping rice. today. I got my, I got my. Uh, what's this? This the Ramon style tea. Yeah, yeah, that's bop. That's that's I'm, that's I'm, that's I'm bop right today. there. <laughs> we bopping. We that's bopping. Bop right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Loving it, y'all. So, uh, hey, yeah. Yo, tell y'all something. Lower East Side is definitely representing. They did that. Took the brand, made it global. Indeed. You know. Um, we want to give a, a a big a big time shout out to uh, Nolan, Maya, yeah, <clears throat> you know the fried rice family, Yaki in the building, Yaki in the building, you know, let's go Yaki, down. let's go, we out here, <laughs> let's y'all. go Yaki. Hey y'all, if y'all don't know, fried rice is in Upper Hills. Upper Hills is a fantastic, beautiful complex. They have everything that you need. You yep. probably could live and die here and never leave this complex. Facts, Ole. Everything's Everything. it's just it's just it's just amazing, y'all. So shout out, shout out to Upper Hills, shout out to Fried Rice. Mm. It's a Murph alert. It's a Murph alert. Murph oh, alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Where's the, the Murph? Murph? Where? The Murph is oh coming God. up this Sunday. Are you excited? Are you ready? You know, I'm born ready, and I'm absolutely excited. And in some ways, I, I feel like I wanted us to do a, a Murph this weekend, right? And I was kind of pushing for it, but. Um, that's okay, you know, because it's better. I feel like it would have been better for us to do that Murph and fail. Yeah. To do the pre-Murph, right? No, nah, we did the mini Murph. It's yeah. still all about the mini Murph. It's yeah, all about yeah. getting ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout, get big shout out to CB and Bradley. They're gonna be joining us for our Murph challenge mm. this uh, this Sunday. <laughs> and if you, any of the other listeners, want to join us for the Murph challenge, it's still time. You can get in. One week of training, um, and you know. It's it's really all about uh, what it is that you that you put into it. Um, you know, you don't have to really judge yourself, and we're not taking it too serious. Yeah. You know, we just get Father's out here. Day coming up. Oh yeah. Oh. June team's coming up. It's a big week. Papa. It's pride. Papa. It's pride. Yeah. Shout it out. Shout, shout it out. out. Shout out to all. Shout out to all the fathers. Shout it out. Speaking of shout out, let hey. me give a big shout out to Givon G, G from Mauritius. Really cool band. Yeah. Really cool sound. East. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now, we're going to play you a little bit of one of their tracks. Check them out on Spotify, on iTunes, everywhere. G-Bon-G, that's T-I-B-A-N-D-I. And they're from Mauritius, so check it out right ha- Hashtag now. global. That's how we do it, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, East Africa is on the field of representatives. Big shout out to La vie est tous au bain de secret Et que se tombe élevé On zoen beaucoup d'immoun Qui déclore grand immoun Pour ce qui se possédait L'espérance, la vie, ça gagne Vivre de sa façon Et n'a rien ta façon Si pour toi ça y est un paradis Pour l'issa l'enfer Ça gagne des nains Pas mis un tombé dans les Pour ce qui te n'a Pour pas vous se guetter 
Résistance y est autant qu'on banne qui a visé de Napoulet, v'la voix pouvait toi respecter, pas mis à Égalité avec fraternité, mise à connaître, et sur toi tiens tout la voix, fait tout du monde tendé, ça c'est ben trois tuénants. De ces vénitos coulés à Doras, d'orédition N'a pas les odyssées Quand bien pas de faire attention N'a pas des cloques Couillon Ton chaud là-bas c'est un beau Ma qui s'intopé dans l'air Parce qu'il veut n'habiller On va plus se guetter Résistance qui est important Contre panne qui a visé T'as mis à étudier Si tu es n'appoulé V'la voix pour faire toi respecter Pas mis à te hésiter Nous trop pensés Ça l'enfer, ça today yeah check it check it out you know all of the bag pilots and everybody that's out there bagging it up with us you know we, we want you to sit down get your rubber bands ready you know uh make sure that you got your uh your your, your, your ziplocs and uh and all the rest of that ziplocs and them checks hey check it 
This first bag is what we're going to call the BFF bag. What was that, the BFF the bag? The BFF bag means putting your best foot forward. I love it. You know, when our godfather of soul, who was probably uh, right down the road from one of your relatives. Indeed. Told us that the way that it's got to get gotten is mm -hmm. on the good foot. You know, that hey, was. That's pretty good. <laughs> we wanted to, uh, you know, let the people notice it's about putting your best foot forward. Facts. And um, I was in the gym the other day training for the Murph. Nice. And then I had this, this thing hit me. You know, it was like dusting off an old book or something like that. Nothing that I didn't know or wasn't familiar with, but it was just, it, it had gotten old. It got dusty, eh, Black? And then it came to me. It just shot up at me like a, like a cobra, ready to just put that venom in me. And it said, you, sir, there's a part of you that wants to cheat the rest of you out of the best of you. Mm. And it hit Say me. Say that again. It said, there's you, sir, because I'm looking at myself in the mirror. It, it, when it happened, mm -hmm. <laughs> it said, there's a part of you that wants to cheat the rest of you out of the best of you. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm there. I'm in the gym looking at myself. I said, ooh, this is, this is, this is hard right here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, how do I recommit myself? How do I recommit myself to making sure that I'm putting my best foot forward all the time? You know, I got a couple plans. Yeah. We talked about the suits. You know, I talked to a tailor out here in uh, Guangdong and Shenzhen. Shout out to Shenzhen. Shout out to Sally the tailor. And, uh, you know, uh, talk to her about getting these 10 suits. I said, yo, hey, hook me up with these 10 suits. But it's more than that. You know, yep. recommitting yourself is, is more than just about you uh, looking a certain way. So I decided that I would go to the Internet, uh -huh. which, as we know, is full of uh, lovely resources, every kind of resource that you could want. And I, I found these two lists. One list was from a guy, and his name is uh, Michael, I think it's Bonnell or Bonnell. Yeah. He's a counselor and a blogger. And another lady, her name is just uh, Rebecca. We, we, we're going to send the links uh, for the people. But uh, this is what ended up uh, happening. Um, there was an 11-point list, and there was an 8-point list. And I want to share these with you, A Black. I want to share these with the people right now. And so let's get into the 8-point list. So let's the 8-point list from Michael Bonner, right? Yes, sir. The first one is positive affirmations. All right. The second is letting go of negativity. Letting go. Letting go of negativity. Number three. Don't is hold on to it. Finding your purpose. Finding your purpose. We like number, that one. Number four is be true to yourself. Being true to oneself. All right. Number five is forgive yourself. Forgiving oneself. That's number six, great. according to Michael Bonnell, is practice kindness. Practicing kindness. Number seven is love yourself. Loving oneself. And number eight is live your life. Live your life. Hey. 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 Shout out to Riri. Shout out to Tia. Yeah, we love all the Barbados. All right. And so that was the first list. And then you found another list by another lovely, lovely human being. Lovely uh, human what's her being. Name? She said know. her name is Rebecca. Her name is Rebecca. She's from New York City. Shout She's to living in Spain, or at least at the time of this uh, article. In España? In España. In España, see. In España. All right. Yo, big, so big, big shout out to Spain, you know. Facts. Big shout out to my wife and, all, and my family in Spain. All right. So, 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 so here we go. This, so this, is, this was about me reaffirming a commitment. Yep. I said, hey, I need help. 
I, I didn't get into it by myself when I had it at one point in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to get back into it, you know, on my own. Yeah. And I'm looking around. I'm looking for resources. I was thinking about who to call. I said, uh, 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 uh. I didn't really know anybody, you know, personally, like on that, what we call it a RuPaul level. Y'all know we love RuPaul because RuPaul is absolutely putting the we best foot forward shout out RuPaul all the way. So the, the, the second list of these 11 points, the first one was to set goals. Yep. The second one was to eliminate distractions. Love it. Number three. Leave your comfort zone. Facts. I like that. I want to say that one more time. Leave your comfort zone. Yeah. Okay, number four, focus on healthy habits, double H. It. Number five, which was part of how we ended up with these lists, was to enlist help. Mm-hmm. Number six, try something new. Big time love that one. Number seven, highlight your strengths. Love it. Number eight. Use positive affirmation. That was on both lists. That's right. That was on both lists. Number nine, maintain realistic expectations. That's big. Number 10, celebrate little wins. <laughs> celebrate them. <coughs> we celebrate and, you. And, and, and 11 was to help others. Now, Let's go. Initially, I said to myself, oh, I found a list. One list is good enough. And uh -huh. then I stumbled on to the second list. And I'm not going to tell you which one came first or which one came second. But, you know, <clears throat> what I am going to tell you is I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to say, of these, of these things right here, let's take it on, uh, for both lists. Uh-huh. Uh, of these things, which one of these things do, do you feel like you do best and which one do you feel like you do worst? The ones I, I do best? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's give, 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 me, give me like your, maybe your top two that you do the best and your top two that you feel like you could uh, definitely do your best at. Uh, I really do a – I think I do a really good job in uh, highlighting my strengths. All right, highlighting your strengths. Focusing on what I'm good at. Focusing uh, on what you're good at. Uh, being I, – you know, I, 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 As somebody who has known you for a couple years. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I do. I feel like you stick to your strengths. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, you know, you, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you ain't too adventurous out of you know. Yeah, and it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. And, and it, it's not a bad thing. And it's, I feel like because you that's, know, try something new is on the list too, right? Yeah, but that's different. You can try something new that's yeah. inside of your strengths. In my strength and your strength zone for sure. Yeah. And, and I and I do that. <sighs> uh, and also something that I I try to do. I could do a better job of. Yeah, what could you do a better job of? It's celebrating the little wins. Celebra I agree with you, and that's incredibly accountable of you. For sure. I love this type of conversation. I love a conversation where we can actually uh, ask each other these questions. Hey, what, what do you think that you could you know, pick up the slack in? Celebrating the little wins. Yeah, what do you think it often, is with you and the little wins? Uh, <laughs> Tell them. I, I set goals, right? right? I set goals, which is number one. Right. I set these big goals, these big lofty goals, like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to. I want to have a six-pack by summertime, and it'd be March. Oh, like, in three okay. months, I'm going to have a six-pack, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's like I have these big goals, but it's like, all right, why don't I just celebrate the one-pack that I have right now? Mm. Why don't I celebrate when I get to four? Hey, so, let me say this. Let me say this, too, by the way. For yeah. all the 15 and 16-year-olds that's out there listening. Yeah, say that. Y'all got a whole different uh, metabolic uh, thing happening. So if, you know, if y'all want to get the three-month six-pack, I'm going to tell y'all, especially since you don't have jobs, wives, things like that, you got less responsibility. Go ahead and get that 90-day six-pack For sure. when you are 15 and 16 and 17, like that. But what happens is you get older, you get a little, you get, you get a little to a lot more responsibility. Yeah. You know, you have to do so many things with your time. And then, you know, unless somebody's paying you to work out and be in the gym, right, right it's a whole different ball game. It's a lot of time. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna tell you so something. what about you? Which ones do you feel on the list, on the, the list of eight or the list of 11, 
that really speak to you that you are good at and one that you 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 need more time with? Uh, you know, I feel like um, well, let's go with the, let's go with the stuff I could get better at first. No, uh, do me a favor, pull up the eleven because I'm. This is the eleven. I got. The okay, 11. great. Uh, let's see. Uh, definitely not in my comfort zone. Focusing on healthy habits. Unless, well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say. Um, Wait, stop. Between enlisting help and uh, number seven. What was number seven? Uh, no, highlight Mr. Between enlisting help and maintaining realistic expectations. All right. I'm going to say that I could definitely do better at enlisting help, which okay. is part of why I'm happy that we had this today and that everybody who's tuning in. Remember, we're talking about putting your best foot forward. Facts. You got to be committed to that thing. How do you do it so that when you wake up and that you jump out of bed, that you're excited, that you're turned on about going out there and putting up your middle finger and fucking the world in all the positive ways, mm -hmm. you know? How do you do that to where you're, you're, you're pumped up? You can't wait until you turn a corner or enter a room, or you can't wait until you meet a stranger, somebody who you can look in their eyes and you can tell that they really want to know who you are. God knows what kind of story that they're telling themselves. They're saying, who is this person? Where did this person come from? Yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm going to say enlisting help because yesterday or, you know, however many days ago when I was at the gym and that realization hit me, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And it wasn't like those was conversations that I already had and problems that I already had solved. I was seriously like, well, who do I talk to? Mm -hmm. I, I had that moment where I was who like, I don't, do I, don't I don't know. I don't know who I'm I don't know who I'm about to talk to uh, at this at this situation. Forgiving myself. If it's one more, if it's <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Love. Uh -oh, I'm way off. I'm way off key. You singing every day, <laughs> yo. And uh, forgiving myself. Yeah, I could. I could be. I could be better at forgiveness. I'm. I'm yeah, uh, that's one that's. Also, I think that's one that a lot of people have have some pitfalls with, like just forgiving themselves. Mm. Actually, some people don't have. Don't worry about it at all. They, yeah, some people are just like. Some like, people don't do even wrong. know how to not forgive themselves. Right. <laughs> but me, I'm one of them. I'm one of them people where I have uh, high expectations of myself. Yeah. Um, sometimes too high. That's where the realistic expectations joint come in. So, yo, I want to be myself. I want to put my best foot forward. I definitely love myself. What do you think? Hit us up yeah. in the WeChat group. Let's go, baby. Fast Bad Podcast. Yeah, we got two lists, two Check links. out the list. Get into them. You know, let us know how you feel about it. We want to know how you put your best so, foot forward. So we were talking yesterday in the meeting about which which list did you feel was better. And initially, uh -huh. I had a strong reaction. Like I, I felt like the list of 11 was much better All right. initially. Right. But... Looking back, I feel like they both feed into one another, right? Because mm. you just came up with the point, like, how do you get up every day and you have this passion to like, want to do something? And, and when you lie down, the satisfaction that you feel is because you just got done slaying. Right. And I feel like uh, this, the second list didn't really speak to that, but the first list talked about finding your purpose. Finding your purpose. And when you have something that you're so person, purpose, so passionate. Personate. Go ahead. Say it. So Purposeful and passionate. So passionate. Yeah, how about that? How about passionate. that? <laughs> some about, some so passionate about. Yeah. Well, that's purpose and passionate put together. We oh, just yeah, created yeah. We just that. did that. That's new word. Yeah, hashtag, that's new word. Hashtag person. That's a new word. Hashtag, hashtag person. Passionate. Yeah. Something that you're passionate about, you you have a purpose and you're passionate about, you can wake up every day knowing that you're fulfilling that purpose or you're trying to walk in and you're trying to live in it. It's a really big thing. So. Hey, hey, this is the BFF bag. You know what it is. Let's get into the next bag. Let's get into the next bag. Blowing the bag. Blowing the bag. Not, <laughs> not blowing the bag, but when we say blowing the bag, what do you mean when we say blowing the bag? 
Yeah. When we talk about blowing the bag, when we talk about passing the bag, that's like this. I go to get your hand off. I go to get your hand off. Oh, and what happens? Fumble. Fumble. fumble that's a blown bag. Fumble risky. There's a lot of ways you can blow the bag. You know, somebody can uh, give you something that's easy as pie, and you can turn it into something that's as uh, difficult as, um, you know, filet mignon. I don't know how difficult filet mignon is, but I feel like most people ain't cooking it. it can be easy. Or whatever, you know. Uh, the, the point is, is that management, right? Yeah. It ain't about the bag that you have. It's, it's about, about the bag that you manage. That's, woo! That's, say that again. Run it's that not bag. about the bag that you have. Yeah. It's about how you manage that bag. For sure. So the blown bag. So blowing the bag. We, we, I was watching one of our favorite internet personalities. Blah! Vlad, DJ Vlad, Vlad TV. Revolutionizing journalism. I don't care what nobody say. Changing everything. Shout out to Vlad TV. Shout out to Vice, The Guardian, Vox, all that stuff on YouTube. Yeah, man. So Vlad's on YouTube and he's uh, he's interviewing this rapper from the Mo, from the Mo City. Oh, he's from Ace Town. No, he's from. Oh, okay, okay. Missouri, okay. Mo- Missouri City oh. is a suburb. Oh, that's right. Oh, look Houston. at that. Look at that. H Town, stand up. So H Town, stand up. Zero is uh, Uncle is Chad, a, rest in peace. Is a dope, really cool rapper that was on Rap a lot. He was actually named one of America's most underrated rappers by New York Times in 2007. How about that? And uh, he was speaking to Vlad about he had a thirty thousand a month, a month, thirty thousand, thirty. Thousand U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars a month drug habit. Damn. And and guess what it was fueled by. <laughs> why, why why do you think he did it? Uh, come on, man. Come on. Just say something. <laughs> he did it because he wanted to impress other people. Thirty thousand dollars a month to impress other people. I'm laughing and it's he was so using, not funny. So basically, he was spending. He was buying two or three gallons a day of syrup. And it's like 11.40 a pint is what he said, five, six days a week. And he spoke about when people get more financial resources, they do more of what they're known for. So that, that, that really spoke like that. to me. They get like more when financial pe- resources. When you get resources, it doesn't change who you are. It just makes you even more who you are. Mm. So he said he was making 100K a month doing shows, getting selling records. And he would end up with about 68,000 after drink. Ganja and supplies. Drink, ganja, supplies. So the question one, my question is, is stunting so inherent with the U.S. or the Afro-European diasporic community so much so that people will perpetually make bad bad decisions to shine? Let me say that again. Is stunting so inherent with the U.S. or 80 community so much so that people will perpetually make bad decisions to shine? What do you think? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm going to I'm going to say hell yeah because as we'll get into this a little bit later most of the people who are diasporic individuals in the states have identity issues. Mm. And as a result of those identity issues they have agency issues. Mm. And when we talk about agency issues we're talking about why it is that you do what it is that you do. We just got done touching down on this in the BFF bag, right? Mm-hmm. Which is talking about your purpose. Yeah. Right? It's not about you mimicking what putting your best foot wow. forward is. It's about, you know, Oh, I seen somebody else doing this. Right. Or oh, I was told that this is the way to do it. Right. Right? It's about you looking at yourself, looking into yourself and saying, "Who am I? What's the best version of me?" And then how do I even push myself so that that limit 
that that boundary that my imagination sets, so, you know, of, of between fabulous and what well, I can go beyond that. I, I think that it's absolutely uh, infused in it because most of these individuals are struggling with what their identity is, whether they know that they're struggling with it or not. I know that that's a controversial statement for me to make, but, you know, I mean, cognitive dissonance is real. You know, when you're roaming around, you know, calling yourself names that somebody else gave you. When you're, uh, 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 you know, just the whole idea. We talk, We got into the economics things a, a yeah. couple uh, pods ago, you know. Um, people don't necessarily like it. But I'm okay. I would rather bring people some truth, some bad news, you know, than to uh, bring people a, a lie that's, you know, convenient and making them feel good. Can I have a vulnerable moment? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So coming up, I would spend money on things that I don't feel like had any real value, whether Things they like be what? chains, <clears throat> chains, whether they be drugs, drugs, whether they be alcohol, which another is drug. A drug, hard drug, uh, whether it be fast food, another hard drug, fast food, which is another hard drug. Uh, Man, you was you was doing a lot of drugs. I was doing, I still do. Hey, um, and shout out uh, to drugs. I don't, use, I don't use them responsibly. I don't say that in a, in a healthy way. <laughs> well, I mean that's about bag management too. It's about the bag. That's about bag, bag management, management too. So, That's a double entendre for those. So of you I'm that not. Know. I'm not. When we bring this up, I'm not shooting no shots at zero because, like, I've been in the exact same situation, yeah. trying to give value to myself through things, mm-hmm. and this is a habit that was passed down to me uh, because uh, depressive, depressive spending. All right. I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would spend money in order to make myself feel better. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, emotional spending. Emotional spending. Uh-huh. And it's a reckless habit, and it yeah, wasn't until reckless. I was in my 30s. Dirty 30s. In my dirty 30s that I really realized hey. like, how much money I've mismanaged uh-huh. over the course of my lifetime. And I would even say, and this one, this one really hurts, and it really hurts to admit this to other people when I do. Be vulnerable. But if I'm being very vulnerable Hashtag right now, vulnerable. if I ever, if I took... Every, if I took every amount of money that no, I spent. See, this is great. This is what people need to hear. Right. If I took all the money from, from year 15 uh-huh. to maybe to year 30, uh-huh. <clears throat> all the money that I spent on weed uh-huh. and paid my student loans with it, uh-huh. I would be, or paid off debt, I would uh-huh. be completely out of debt. And you probably have some left over. And I probably have some left over. And that's very vulnerable for me to say. Mm-hmm. Because it really hurts to think back about my spending habits. Okay. And look at the situation I am in in now financially. All right. But that's real. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. <laughs> I hope, I hope <laughs> that we're not the only ones who gonna be carrying this conversation forward. This is one of those bags that I, I, I will really. Um, I feel like the whole community. All of the listeners, all of the people who get this in the back catalog six months from now, a year from now, I hope that um, you know the people really tune in to this one. So what about you? What are some <laughs> dumb decisions that you made to prove that you made something of yourself? Um, you know what? I got I to gotta, I gotta keep it a uh, real gangster, man. I, um, I was blessed to come up around. Um, I learned a lot about blown bags early mm. because I grew up in a household where if things was managed a little bit differently, um, you know, um, there would have been the million dollar portfolios. Right. Right. Like, so I came up in a household that was in the top probably one tenth of one percent. Like, there was money coming in. So, uh, that, that's something that, um, you know, taught me a lot. Like, I'll give you an example. When I was 
uh, like 16 years old, I had a, a job working with a man. I remember exactly what job it was. I remember that I made, uh, I got I got paid that summer, mega paid, and I remember um, exactly how much money it was that I put in the bank. And then I also remember uh, how mu how long it took me right to blow that bag. And I didn't blow it quickly. I took my time, but I was still blowing it. I was just right. you know, I was blowing it slowly. I and I knew I was blowing it. Right. In, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know, because I've seen a couple things, you know, as far as having some, uh, uh, you know, being nowhere near poverty financially, right. right? So I'm like, all right, I'm young. I'm in a community where there's resources. Right. Right. I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my time. And it's okay. That's what this money is for. Mm. So you could say that it was, a, the only reason I say it was a blown bag now, at the time I was investing in experience. Yeah. And yeah, part of that experience was smoking a lot of weed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, I, I definitely uh, bought bought drugs to sell with the money. Yeah. Not that I uh, endorse that for any anybody that's out there, you know, but I did that. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I took care of But it was still a blown bag because compared to the people who were my partners and were my friends and things like that in community, uh, I wasn't, I didn't do what, you know, they. I didn't go cop a, a, a space at the mall and, you know, and uh, and sell handmade jewelry or right. you know I didn't I didn't so it's a blown bag compared to what it is that I knew. Yeah, I I I, I would say I didn't know better. Mm. I I was I was naive. I didn't have the financial awareness that I have now. Mm -hmm. And and <clears throat> I would say that there are a couple of responsible parties that I'm gonna say it in the most disrespectful way possible. Oh no 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 no! How about potentially offensive? I'm gonna say we don't want to be disrespectful. I'm do gonna we? say it in the most potentially offensive way possible. Okay, there we go. Woo. The school systems, the education systems, has failed our youth mm. on the on the task of of educating people about how to manage money, mm. how to make financial investments, mm. and then in doing so, our families uh, our families have failed us as well. By, by not seeking these skills, mm. our communities have also failed us uh. by not teaching these skills and enriching, each, enriching the community with these skills. Uh -huh. So it's everybody. The government has failed us for not making it an educational priority All right. and, uh, and taking I'm, I'm, advantage of I'm poor glad, I'm glad you said the last part, see, because what I was going to do is I was going to challenge your assertion, and I was going to say, nah, that system is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Right. And raising dummies to be fed into the system because that's what the wow. system is for. Right. And I would say it's the people who have failed to hold that system accountable because they are the ones who have the power to be able to put the force on the system to make sure that the schools, they can either tear those ones down or build new ones, right? Mm -hmm. Or they can reform the ones that are theirs. Yeah, that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> so, so, but, but, I, but I do enjoy where, uh, where it is that you're going with that. And we should be, we should be angry about that, you know? The blown bags. You think about the young people a couple pods ago, where I said that I had the homie, and the homie had the little sister. Yeah. And I said to the little sister, "Oh, you see us out here? We getting some money? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do something for you. I'll be your partner right now right. and make this investment. You go right. go down to Sam's Club. You get this candy. You right. go you go you go to school. You flip right. this candy five days a week. You know right. what I mean? By the time that you know two years from now, whatever, right? You are gonna yeah, have I your mean, college fund pay for. I didn't know about Robert. Kiyosaki until I was in college, you know, all right, all right. you know, I didn't know about, you know, the, the importance of starting a business as soon as possible mm -hmm. until I was, you know, 20 something. <clears throat> I'm going to tell, tell you a story. And even then I didn't have the, the <laughs> wherewithal to, to really work with that knowledge to be able to ap apply it because nobody I knew ever started a business for real, for real. Right. 
Right. So go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's it's, it's our piece. It's our piece. I mean, I'm 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 loving it because you know why? There's not so many places that I necessarily have this, and I'm glad that we're doing this. Uh, but that I necessarily have to put these things, and I'm glad that we have this past past the bag. Yeah. Because I did grow up back and forth between you know Bloomfield Hills and Southfield, which uh -huh. you know, especially before the whole uh, thing hit. I mean, you can you know y'all can Wikipedia Bloomfield Hills. Bloomfield Hills is ridiculous. You know, like in what way? I mean. You know, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, I, c I could just start naming people. This, you know, this guy hella cake, like billionaires and multimillionaires. Like ah, they okay. live in Bloomfield Hills. Right. You know, I went to uh, school with a gal who, even though she and I weren't friends, <laughs> even though she and I weren't friends, uh, one of the, uh, you know, Kmart, one of the Kresge kids went to, uh, you know, somebody who could easily be afford to be going to uh, private schools. But the thing is, is that they, have an, they had an estate that was on one of the lakes that was right down the street from Lasser High School. So I went to, you know, school with one of the Kresge kids, you know, right? Like, just, you know, trust fund kids. Like, yeah. real deal, like, you know, bread. And um, and and that whole situation was like, I can remember having this memory. Uh, I got this memory of my man, Dushan Stockage. Stockage Honey. I'm giving a shout out to them. Stockage Honey. They sell honey in uh, in uh, uh, regionally uh, in Michigan and all the rest of that. And so his uh, son, Marco Stockage, was in the same grade. Is me. I want to say that they are somewhere in the uh, former, former Yugoslavia, either uh, not Croatia, not Macedonia. Oh, well. But the point is, thank you. Thank you. That's part of why we got you here. The point is, is that y'all remember sitting at my man's kitchen table and, and, and him telling me about what it was like when he came to the country. Dushan was not born in the States. Right. Dushan came to the States with very little, and he took his time, right? And, yeah, we're not going to say that everything was, was easy for him. Some things was easier for him than it would have been for me. But mm -hmm. the point is, my man had to, he had to, the fat estate was, was setting up his kids. And even just sitting there and, you know, you hear about people like that. But it's one thing when you sit across from them. Or even uh, the Cuisan family, Ron Cuisan, a uh, uh, Filipino dude, you know, going out to his, uh, his parents uh, uh, being doctors, you know, his pops being a doctor. I don't think his moms did anything except for, you know, manage the money. And yeah, man, just being out at their estate and listen to them and they would talk to you. Yeah. It wasn't like if you come into their home and they saw that you had ears to listen, they would talk with you and let you know what it was about how they was managing the bag. Yeah. If you would ask them, you know, and those are people who they, they share with me what it was like. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for those uh, for those individuals. So for us who have who have legs and arms connected to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Connect, connected to people who might not have this knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's our personal responsibility to pass it on. Yeah. It's our personal responsibility to make sure those who represent us are aware that people are not learning these skills. And we and, want that. And we need that. We, 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 it's past want. Like, yeah, We yeah. need that. Yeah, for sure. We need that bag. For sure. So You got to put the pressure think. down. Yeah, let us know what you think. <laughs> Hit us up in the WeChat the group. Uh, pass the Bag Podcast. Oh. Pass the Bag Podcast at gmail.com. Hey. Twitter, Pass the Bag Pod. Let us know what you think. All that. And uh, shouts to Zero, the most city dime. Hey, Zero, H-Town, baby. Stand and, uh, up. Shouts to all, my, all the people in the H-Town. Let's get into the next bag. No, I'm talking about. Back again. Back again. Back it's like we next. never left. <laughs> back like they owe us money. Back. Bag like paper or plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, check it, y'all. Body bag. Body bag. Body. Body bag. Hey, man. This past the bag thing is about health, y'all. It's about health, community, awareness. We like to build that. This is what's going on. Nah. Alcoholic, fatty, liver disease. What's that? That's something that affects up to 25% of people in the United States of America. Wow, that's one in four. One in four individuals have a fatty liver 
that is caused by something other than alcohol. That's significant because uh -huh. alcohol is one of the quickest ways to damage outside of some abusing some medications and things like that. One of the quickest ways to break your liver down and things like that. Um, really just stress your liver out. There's a couple things called uh, cirrhosis. Uh, cirrhosis is right in between liver failure and having a slightly fatty liver. And that's the type of uh, condition that's just bad. It's bad news. People who drink that alcohol, they got cirrhosis. Bad news. Bad news. Let's bring it back. No, 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 no. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. When I had to get tested, all of my blood and everything to work here in China, they run our blood levels. And this was uh, back in uh, June of 2018. I had these elevated levels of uh, these liver enzyme uh, metabolites, ALT and AST. Uh, there's another one. Uh, but these two were high for me. The doctor asked me, did I have a drinking habit? Bruh. You know me. How much of a drinking habit do I have? You don't. I barely, early, early get down like that. Right. So I got this doctor who's telling me that my liver <laughs> levels look like somebody who drinks on a regular basis. No, 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 no. Like I'm clutching a 40 ounce, and, and I say, well, something's wrong here. Right. So I had to look into the situation and find out that the levels, my ALT and AST levels, were, uh, were showing that I had this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. My liver was scarred up. So recently, went to go get some blood work done, and it is official we could say that I have no longer somebody who qualifies as having this condition. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Dab. Which is, which is huge news, okay, because it was super stressful for yeah. me to think, man, I'm, you know, whatever wow. age I am, I'm feeling stressed out. I'm asking myself, you know, how is this going to affect my plans to pass away at 108 years old mm. with, you know, all that. And I just, you know, I'm so happy. I feel so relieved. It's like a weight off of my chest. And I did that uh, with, you know, lifestyle stuff, man. Yeah. The last doctor that I sat with, you know, he was even talking with me about it. He said in the States, said because of the way people are uh, eating, the things that they're eating, and, you know, just lifestyle stuff, pe this is huge. People are starting to have this. Yeah, especially, yeah, in the States, man, more and more. Um, and, and the other thing is people don't even know how, to, how their liver uh, functions. So let me ask you a question. Yep. This, this is a question. When is the last time that you felt that you and your liver were super in tune with each other, thick as thieves like that? I had no idea the importance of the liver All right. until I be became more knowledgeable about the science of burning fat and reducing your overall fat in your body. Break it down for the people. So <laughs> let's go. The first, the first way I became really in tune with the liver was when I watched this guy named, his name's Thomas DeLauer. All right, Thomas DeLauer. Shout out to him. Shout, shout out to him. Number one fitness mm. channel on YouTube. Hey, yo. And he was, uh, was spitting game about every time you drink your liver. Alcohol, every time you drink alcohol. Every yeah, time yeah. you drink alcohol. Alcohol is a, is a poison, <clears throat> literally. Yeah. It's a poison to your body and to your liver. Mm. So every time that you drink, if you want to burn fat, mm. your body stops burning fat for 24, 24 to 48 hours mm. because it has to process the poison mm -hmm. of the alcohol that you put in your body. Mm. Now, I'm not going to be one to get down on drinking because right. I drink sometimes. I enjoy a good drink. drink Please drink responsibly. Drink, drink responsibly. Right. 
Drinking is fun. <laughs> but if you're trying to burn fat. Burn fat. Notice the language, y'all. If you're trying to burn fat. You have to burn fat, not lose weight. If you're trying to lose fat lose and burn fat. Right on. Then for 24, every time you drink, for 24 to 48 hours, you are no longer doing that. That's right, because the liver has to because do what? Because the liver has to process the poison. All right? So when I, when I became knowledgeable to that, I was like, oh, snap. Like, all right, the liver is very important. I was like, why does the liver have to do anything with, with burning fat? All right. And so I, I came to the knowledge of the liver has multiple functions. Hey. So let, let's, let's go through it, right? Well. Bile production and excretion. Oh, bile. Yeah, we know about that. You want to get rid of that stuff? The excretion of bilirubin, cholesterol, hormones, and drugs, alcohol specifically. Especially the hormones, y'all. Hormones as well. That's, that's huge because the, the hormones that come from the liver, the liver is an exclusive distributor of some hormones that are very important for some things that you might want to do on a daily basis, not just for some, you know. So the metabolism of your macros, fats, yeah. proteins, and carbs. Let's go. Your enzyme activation, enzyme which is activation. super important to keeping you healthy. For example, one-third of all G6PD-related uh, functions have to go through the liver. Of course. Boom. The storage of your glycogen, your vitamins and minerals. So if you're trying to get big, you're trying to get buff, you're trying to get sexy. You should make your liver the partner. Your, and this is synthesis of plasma proteins such as al albumin and clotting factors. So your liver has all these different functions and it's so important. And it sounds like the liver is like the Kevin Durant of the body or something. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's that's, wow. that's a lot. That's a lot of game. Yeah. The liver, sure. the, the liver throwing down a lot of game. Wow. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to New Orleans. Hey, what up, Marrero? French correction, French connection in the building. French connection in the building. All right, back to the liver. So, I'm more in tune now with my liver than than ever before because I'm more focused on on being healthy. Get some burning fat. Uh, and after meeting you, mm. and uh, so what? Oh, so I wrote down. There are policies that prioritize profits over health, mm. have exacerbated social inequality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And shaped, big words. and shaped all aspects of our environment, which in turn heavily influence our behavior. This is a quote from the article uh, that, that, we were, that, you, you, that we cited. That let's cited. go. Let's so go. One more, time, one, more time. one more time. One more time. Policies that prioritize. So he was like, what's the problem? What's, what's the, the problem? problem with people having like unhealthy livers, blah, blah, blah? What's the problem? And he was it? like, the policies. The problem is. The policies. The authors have pointed out the policies. 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 That prioritize profits, profits over health. Over health. They have exacerbated, exacerbated social inequality. Social inequality. And shaped all aspects of our environment. 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 Which in turn which heavily in turn, influences our behavior. Heavily influences our behavior. Behaviors like people not knowing what in the hell their livers do for their body. Facts. Hey, let's play a good remember I said, let's play how well do you, you know your liver. Rachel. Rachel, let me let me let me ask you a question. Do you know between what Hours of most people's sleeping time are the most important times for the liver to do its job slash liver regeneration. Do you know? Get the microphone. Grab the mic. Grab the mic. Grab the mic. Hit three switches. That's right. Do you know during what four-hour period it's most important for a person to be asleep in order for their liver to do the optimal job that it does for the human body? I have no idea, but I think I can guess. Oh, let's go, Rachel. 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. Rachel, you are this close. No, 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 no. Yeah. What's the time? 11 
p.m. to 3 a.m. Interesting. That's right. So because of the way that our body's meridians work, okay, so the, the, the liver uh, meridian has two hours of that four-hour period. I can't remember if it's 11 to 1 or if it's 1 to 3, but that is the liver and the gallbladder meridians, uh, no, or the liver and the spleen. I think it's the liver and the spleen, back-to-back, back, right? And because they're like big-time partners, if you want to get that optimal uh, uh, situation for what it is that your liver does in the evening, right? So people, rest is super important for the liver. Rest is super important when you're for sleeping, everything. When you go to sleep, your liver wakes up in a way. Mm. Your liver getting down while you're sleeping because the liver is detoxifying. Things like that when you're sleeping. It's taking those, that's taking those uh, 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 metabolites and breaking them down and proteins and just, you know, getting Bruh. freaky. Liver getting freaky when you sleep. Okay, check it out. Danielle, next one for you. Hey, How? Good. Well, do you know your, your liver? I don't know anything. <laughs> what? Ask me. Danielle. Uh-huh. Jesus. Your <laughs> Jesus <laughs> excuse, Christ. Excuse, excuse me, yeah. Jesus. Uh, provolone princess. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Miss Mozzarella. I love that. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Let's, let's see. What, uh, we're going to we're we're toss you a softball, a liver softball. Um, no, you just got done. We don't need to do this for you. Uh, we talked about hepatitis, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know um, uh, uh, what, which type of hepatitis is the most uh, common uh, hepatitis that's out there? Uh, uh, I would say probably B. You know what? I don't even have the stats on that. I just wanted to test you. But you people <laughs> at home, if you, can, if, you can, if you can help us answer that question, you know, hep B, is, is, uh, that's the one that's blood-borne and airborne. Is that it? Uh, See, we should know this. Like, there's a few different hepatitis. That's right. That's right. So we should know this. Hepatitis means inflammation of the liver. It is a reversible condition in some cases, and in other cases it is not. It will stay with you. It will be viral. You have viral hepatitis. Yeah. Listen, y'all, the liver is important. Don't sleep on the liver, but this is a time June for us to 12th, celebrate. June 12th is International Non-Alcoholic Steatohepatitis Day. This so is a time for us passed. to celebrate, y'all. It's very important to going into the summer to be aware of what's going on with your liver. Because your liver converts the nutrients in your diet into substances that the body can use. It stores these substances and it supplies your cells with everything that you need. Rachel, Lo Cheese, thank you all for playing. You at home, thank you all for listening. Mr. P313 no longer has non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That's major. Yeah, let's get into the next bag. Let's get into the next bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lil Swiss, oh, she's she bossing up on us. Baby Gouda bossing up. We, the, the, the next few bags are, are going to be very health-oriented, oriented, 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 oriented. If you ask KRS-One, though, it's orientated. Orientated. Right? And wasn't that Chris who brought that out first? Uh, no, anyway, I didn't. Whatever. So oriented, y'all. get into the English language. The plastic bag. The plastic bag. The plastic bag. What's that? I was watching Vice. Again, shouts to Vice. Shout they have to lots of great, great content. Yeah. Uh, everybody doesn't love it, but I like it. I like some of the things that I've saw, seen. Well, hey. And they had this one about six-pack surgeries. And it's uh, the official name <laughs> is called abdominal, abdominal etching. Whoa, abdominal etching. Abdominable. That's, that's just, that that's, that's, that's <laughs> sounds real shady. Abdominal. Let's go. <laughs> so abdominal etching is male plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And it has triple over the past, I think, 25 years. Okay. And so plastic surgeons have developed uh, a new liposuction technique that can create chiseled abs. Uh, tell me more. 
Tell you more. All right, the procedure is targeted towards those who can't achieve. Fuck achieve, that shit. <laughs> who can't achieve nah, a tone torso with exercise and diet alone. So it's for people who who want to uh, enhance their aesthetic, uh, and by like li- <laughs> with liposuction, they re- you know how liposuction works. I've heard it removes. I don't know how it works, but I've certain heard things in your body to make you make you look more lean. Interesting. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into this bag. We in this bag right we now. We in this one. We in the plastic bag. So, Six-pack surgeries. Abdominal etching. Does male plastic surgery even the odds for dating life in 2020 where plastic surgery is more common amongst women? Um, does it? Yeah. That's the question. I'm going to I wanna say this in the most potentially offensive way possible. And I have to remember that, that in my mind, there's a picture of Master P right here reminding me about keeping positive energy, uh-huh. right? And not saying anything bad about anybody. Okay. Right, so I'm not going to be a judgy McJudgy pants here. All right. All right, shout out to Julia Putnam in Detroit, principal of the ball school. She's a person who told me, don't be a judgy McJudgy pants. So Julia uh, and Peter Putnam, shout out to your family. Shout out to Percy for reminding me to keep that positive energy to answer the question. Keep that same energy. Does this even the, 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 the dating field in 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, no. 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 Okay. No, it doesn't. How so? Well, because number one, you know, and keep in mind, I want y'all to know something about me and my merits and the stripes that I wear. Okay. For those of you who know the animals in the jungle, right? Some of y'all know what you're looking at and you know what you're listening to, right? But other people, they don't. So I just want to let them know. Socially, I do okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's no time for false modesty, but socially, I do all right, right? Mm-hmm. So. I just want to let y'all know. You might want to listen to me on this one. Okay. Yeah. We're listening. You know, easy come, easy go. Easy come, easy go. Easy come, easy go. It's one thing for you to mimic something, but, you know, if it's not the real deal and it's not built to last, then you're just going to just buy yourself a, a moment of an illusion. Mm. And you're going to wake up one day, and that one day is going to come soon. And you're going to see that you are not what it is that, that, that you are putting on a front that you are. And that little bit of moment that you built for yourself, you know, with your liposuction or your whatever else it is that you felt like you was doing because uh, you didn't uh, uh, take in that wisdom or maybe you didn't get it about cutting corners, mm. you know, uh, because you were the type of person, you know, you was looking to cheat. And instead of you taking the time to build a foundation for you to have something that was built to last, you tried to cheat and get it the quick way. Mm. But, you know, easy come, easy go. So, yeah. Let's have a vulnerable moment. Let's have it. I have a vulnerable moment. Let's go. Uh, My mother is very interested in having liposuction surgery. All right. Uh, She has diabetes. Okay. So she's been told by her physicians. Right. And the the research that she likes has supported the idea that it would help her with her diabetes. Mm. I like to encourage her to believe that without dietary changes, none of this is ever going to matter. Hashtag lifestyle. Hashtag lifestyle changes. And but I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to go as far as you. I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's it's totally a personal responsibility thing. Mm. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be the person that says that because I have been drastically overweight okay and part of it was a lack of education we'll go back to the same conversation we were having earlier about money part of it was a system that perpetuates profit that encourages obesity Mm. 
and that encourages people to make horrible health decisions. People all the are time. being taken advantage of. There is a personal responsibility element in there. That's for right. For sure. Absolutely. And some people are strong enough mm. to overcome all of these images they get every day mm -hmm. from McDonald's, oh, from yeah. Pepsi, oh, yeah. from Doritos, oh, yeah. from all these unhealthy things. Oh, yeah. I mean, but then you also have to consider that McDonald's does have salads. <laughs> they do sell Woo! salads. Starbucks sells salads. Shout out to the creepy clown. They, the creepy clown. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the creepy, the creepy clown. So pushing, and, that, pushing that crack. And to, but to get back to the question, and I don't want to just shout out. No, nah, man, I don't go, wanna, go ahead. Man. I don't want to discredit my mother because I love my Does mother. Male plastic surgery, even the odds for dating life in 2020, where plastic surgery my is mom more listens common. To this, so I, I want to say, you know, mom, I support whatever decision that you make. Shout out to think, her. Shout out to you. If you think having liposuction surgery is going to make your life, you improve your quality of life. And you can afford it. You work your ass off every day to do what you want with your money. It's do your whatever body. you want. And it's also your body. And it's your body. Do whatever you want. I can't tell you what to do or what not to do with mm -hmm. your body. But to get back to the question. Hey, man. It's even in, is it even in odds I, for men's? I never for men's. I hadn't met anyone. I had never met anyone that had plastic surgery until I moved to China. Okay. And now living that, here. That you knew about. That I knew about. A lot about, of people keep it to themselves. That I knew about, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's not traditionally. Oh, you had, oh, you had your nose done? Let's get, let's get let's get, get that mic. mic. Let's get that mic. Come get on, on the get mic. That if, mic. You, if you're okay with it. We, we we have we have a we have a member of the Krizu. Hold on, we have a member of the Krizu. Please tell the people. I had a I had rhinoplasty when I was uh, 16. Rhinoplasty, also Actually, known as a nose Katrina job. paid for it. Katrina. It was uh, medical insurance because I said I had a deviated septum, and my mom is a nurse, uh -huh. and she's friends with plastic surgeons. Did you have a deviated septum? No, now I do. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> Damn. Now I have a That's poetry. Septum. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for yeah, sharing thank that. You for sharing that's that. a vulnerable moment for you. Yeah, yeah we appreciate and, that. And we really appreciate that. So what was the so we asked a little bit about that experience? Did you feel like um that your dating life was going to somehow improve after you hit No. Uh actually people that think thought I was prettier before. Mm. I bet. It was more I had a <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm half Latina, and so my nose was like half German, half uh, Mexican. That don't mean, style, I don't know. whatever, so whatever was, that means. You know. No, no, I'm just saying, like, actually, like, people, when I got it done, I went back to school, and of course, at my school, they didn't have that sort of thing. They didn't do that. And where'd you go to school? L.W. Higgins. And, and where's that? In Marrero. Uh-huh, in Marrero. Yeah, in Marrero, back at Ames. Uh -huh. You heard me? Wow. But, um... Yeah, like it was mixed, you know. Uh, my friends, some of my friends, were, wow, you look like a rock star. But then, like all the boys were, they would say, "Oh, I liked you when you had the blonde hair, and mm. I had my hair highlighted, yeah. which they liked me better before." Yeah. What did you think? What did you? Yeah, what did oh, you think? I was so confident about it. But yeah. now, oh, yeah. because of the health problems, because I didn't really realize back then was that you need to get it revised every 10 years. Ah. Once you get a nose job, you need to keep getting a revision. Bum, right. a bum. Time breathing. Nose right. job, boob job, Fuck ab job, I would, if ass I job. If I over, I wouldn't, but at the same time, it I guess it has given me a different look and maybe it's, it's I don't know if it's maybe more attractive. I don't know. Thank you, baby Gouda. Thank I you. Thank I feel you like sure. there's a bunch of dudes out there who are getting their abs done or getting their whatever done, right? Mm -hmm. Just like how there's a bunch of gals out there, and they get the thing, and then when the thing that they got starts falling apart, right? Because they just, you know, they're learning bad lessons, mm. right? Who's to blame? Blame? If anyone. What's like, that? 
Who's to blame? Is it lack of self-discipline? Is the food industry? Is the fat, same, fat shaming culture? Or is it the quick fix mentality? Or what is it? Man, this plastic bag has got some, got some. Let me reach down in here. Reach down in that bag. Reach down in that bag. Listen. <laughs> Just like there's very seldom any turnkey moments, real deal turnkey, you know, turnkey moments, man. I, we don't. We, I love fairy tales, but I leave them in the land of fantasy. Mm. This is about personal accountability first. That's what I would say, because we, because you asked Mr. P. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna say it's about personal accountability first, and then when people are able to be able to thread the needle of personal accountability from one person to the next, mm. and use the needle to, you know, uh, come closer together on that thread. Yeah. Then it's about community accountability. Yeah. We don't just blame this on, you know, the parasitic health industry out mm -hmm. there taking advantage of people. We don't just blame this on the government that has incentives to want for people to stay weak. Right. We don't just blame this on, you know, whoever, whoever. All right. Bruh. If we blame anybody at all, we got to look in the mirror first. Mm. And we have to be able to take that accountability and use that accountability for us to be able to, you know, be family, be community. Build a healthier society. What you think about it, A Black? I, I'm with you on that. I, I feel like it's equal. It's an equal responsibility that, that, that we all have to share. I feel like it's a, there's a community element that goes into it, like you said. Um, I, I feel like uh -oh. in the past we, say it, say it. We, have, it. we have done a pretty good job yeah. of, of holding <clears throat> certain businesses accountable. Uh -huh. Like they have to, you know, they have to show their ingredients. Okay and things of that nature, they can't hide the ingredients. It's right. all there. Right. And that's why I feel like the personal responsibility piece is important. You gonna get and one? Let's not, what do you mean? You, you gonna get an app job? Nah, man, I got my four pack <laughs> now. The Murph, man, Murphin. Murphin is my app job. <laughs> you gonna change, uh, you go change your career trajectory? Nah. You gonna be, you gonna <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at the people, man. <laughs> all right. Shout at us, let us know if, you, if you've had plastic surgery, if you're considering it. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know uh, how you feel about this topic. If anybody of your family members had liposuction, I've, I've again, like going back to what Jesus said, I've met young ladies who've had, you know, plastic surgery, uh -huh. and I felt like they were more attractive before. But it doesn't matter what I think. Have you felt the? It's the, about what they think. Have it's you felt them? Have you felt the uh, the fake tits before? Don't don't. No, I've never felt fake. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe. <laughs> Okay, all right. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe. If he know. doesn't know, that was an excellent boob job. Let's get into the next bag. Let's get into the next bag. <laughs> back, back, back again. The grocery bag. For the very first time. The grocery first, bag. The first grocery bag. Delicious and nutritious grocery bag. We, the grocery bag, we're talking about food apartheid. Whoa, what is that, Whoa. Black? Whoa. The, the, oh. So there was this young lady, her name is this beautiful young lady. Her name is Karen. Karen Washington. Okay, hi, young lady. And hi. she and she bangs on her. Shouts to Karen Washington. Hi, Karen Washington. Hi. She bangs on her chest and says the language should be changed. So the initial language is food deserts, right? And food. a food desert is defined as areas of with uh, empty. These areas are empty of good quality, affordable fresh food. Mm -hmm. And uh, one article goes on to say that it's basically one to three miles in the inner city mm -hmm. to the nearest grocer, mm -hmm. or in rural areas. Is, Rural areas, mm. it's about 10 miles. 10 miles to the nearest grocer. And it also the refers to the access to a food pantry or food sharing programs. All right. And uh, another article, this other article pointed out, rural people are disadvantaged because resources are allocated according to population. I see. I bring that up because I'm from a rural area. Okay. And estimated Danville. there. 
Estimated shots to Danville. Bang on Danville. There's estimated there are about 23 million people, and more of them are from low-income areas living in food dairy, food deserts. Oh man, Detroit. You know we have a, a big time. Well, we we used to have it more, but the community fought it back. But we used to have a big time uh, food desert uh, situation going on in Detroit. There was a um, I posted below. There was a uh, a Guardian a Guardian docu mini documentary. Uh -huh. On uh, on YouTube about food deserts in Memphis, All which right. got me got me interested in this whole com conversation. I love it. So Karen Washington, she's the co-founder of the Black Urban Growers, and she's an award-winning farming advocate. Met President Obama and everything. Grocery bag. Uh, she wants to she wants to get away from food deserts and change the narrative to food apartheid. Let's go. What do you feel about that? I love it. Mm. I love it. She pointed out that when you say deserts, it's like it's, it's a place of desolation. It's mm -hmm. this empty place. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really <clears throat> speak to what's actually happening. These places, these neighborhoods are full of life, full of people. And when you say desert, it kind of just makes it feel like, you know, like something that's not really big. It doesn't matter. Sure. I feel like um, for those of us who in our own lives and for those of us who are tuning in to uh, PTB podcast on a regular basis, and are following these conversations about narratives around the way that the state functions mm. and the way that the agency of the state may or may not service or work against the people as a result of the people who run the state's mm. insecurities and mm. their narrative of, you know, around, uh, around their vulnerabilities. Right, that it's important for us to uh, develop an understanding of this language at times where the state has hostile agency toward certain segments of society, i.e. certain communities. Facts. It happens. This is not the white picket fence, two and a half kids, everything is perfect post-World War what's, II what's the narrative. Half? Oh, that's a, that's a dog. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, two and a half kids. Yeah, the half is your dog, right? Because the dog is not a whole person. Right. You know, <laughs> just as dogs here, right? So, um, you know, we know what it's like to come uh, to come upon some people who are in that type of denial or in that type of bubble that most of the time is referred to as some sort of whiteness or another in the states, right? Mm. But the thing is that I'm happy that Miss Washington K Dub, you know, Killer K Dub, is, is out there and she and just she wants to change that language to food apartheid. And uh, so in the article, it. Well, in the interview that, that she was doing with the article, the article is with, um, who did that article? I mm. think it's with The Guardian. Anyway, it talks about how farm su subsidies and farm subsidies, subsidies, go, subsidies baby. in the states Woo! go to predominantly to white farmers. And it actually has led a group of black farmers to sue the U.S. government for discrimination. Man, I love being an adult. And, uh, it's an adult conversation. And they point out that it, unreliable, unreliable public transport is a uh, is a major problem in most cities. Yeah. So these people who live three miles from the nearest grocery store, right? Like, and then the public transport is unreliable. They don't have a car. They don't know anybody who owns a car. Right. So they can't afford to take a taxi because taxis are ridiculously expensive in America. Hey, well, in hey, the watch, states. Hey, watch where I'm going with this one. Go ahead. I like that you're here because we do get to do. You know, we get to be good friends to each other and do checks and balances with one another. Go ahead. We talk about. Healthy lifestyles, uh -huh. one to three miles. You run that. Whoa! <laughs> Look like you didn't jump right. Up, you didn't jump right up in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you know, walk that, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Every three days or something like that, or however long, you know, you could run there with a with a little backpack on, right? 
Go ahead. Boom, boom, boom. What do, Load what, up. What do we say Run about back. what about what do we say about the single mother who doesn't really have the time though? A single mother who doesn't really have the time. Who's who who might be overweight at the moment, and for her to walk there, it would take thirty to forty minutes, and then for her to do the grocery shopping, it takes another hour, then it takes another thirty forty minutes to walk back, and then. What about the safety aspect I, I, of it? I, I can appreciate what about that. all of those things. You know, you know what I'm about to say? Go ahead. I'm about to say number one, um, everybody here could live off of one meal, one meal a day. Right. But is that healthy for children? Hold on, just 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 pull it back. I'm with you. If we could do that for a lifetime, which we could, mm. right? And in some ways, it might be healthier than eating more, especially when you talk about taking in stuff that's not good for you. Okay. Hold your horses. It go like this. If you got to do that temporarily for a month or something like that, right? Until you figure out something else to help you to be able to manage your time better. Mm. Then, you know, that just might have been a month of your life that happened. I'm I'm okay. For adults, I agree 100%, right? But they why don't not, Why not take the kids with They you? do not recommend fasting for children. They don't recommend fasting for children. Well, chances are that those children are already in a bad nutritional predicament anyway, right? In some instances probably. And sometimes you got to play the low cards until you get some more cards. All right. I, can, so I actually like the question. I, can, I like the I can, question. I can get down I like, with that I like the question. Yeah. No, I like I think the conversation. It's a great conversation. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Because this is, you're talking about, this is, this is a, re, you know, look, I got first cousins. Yeah. I'm sure you got first cousins. Yeah. This is their reality. Yeah. Young. For sure. M- one or more children. This was my reality. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. For a long time. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And so if we're going to be, what's, what's going to be better for us? Right. We're going to be eating multiple times a day, but we're eating garbage. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if... It take moms, you know, 30 to 90 days to figure it out for us to, it was better for us to have one nutritious meal, go on a walk together, you know what I mean, as, yeah. as, as, as a family. You ain't going to tell me walking a kid that's, that's undernourished for them to go get some food that's good for them, mm-hmm. right, and for them to have one good meal a day, right, mm-hmm. and for them to have a two-mile, a two, a two to four-mile walk in their life, right, yeah. for, for 30 to 90 days is a worse situation than for them to eat multiple times a day. Not exercise. I'm t- I'm, I, get t- I get too turned up, y'all. Let's right. check everything. Are we, are we still good? <laughs> yeah, we everything? good. Everything? All right. It should be so, good. So, so I, I like that. I like that. I, I, I want to I have, converse- have the conversation about, Whoa. about why there aren't grocery stores in these communities. <laughs> Again, food apartheid. Food apartheid. Let, be, let, be, why can't we have that conversation? Let, let, why can't we have the conversation about... Uh, learning how urban farming, and 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 yeah, farming our own food. You know, hey, bro, like, let's talk. What you want to say? I just want to say that. <laughs> say what you want to say. It's in the most potentially offensive way possible. Let's this go. is a system failure. This is a system failure. Like I, I, I get it. Going personal responsibility. Yeah, right. I could walk three miles right. to 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 the healthy food store that's in the nice part of town. Right. But why it ain't in my part of town? And why don't my people in my community have the resources and the knowledge and the know-how to put a grocery store in their own community? I'm going to say that it's a system success because the, ah. system, the system is afraid of the people in your community because mm. those people's actual identity is that they are, uh, uh, by, by blood virtue, they are the descendants of the ruling class. All right. They don't want for those people to, to have a healthy sense of agency. God forbid that they figure out who it is that they actually are by, you know, in terms of that part, right? Like, people are afraid. Rulers, rulers, okay? Because we can say what we want to say about 
democracy and, and things like that. No, there is a ruling class in the states. Greed is a problem in a lot of places. Do I need to pause for the cause? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a system success. Mm. And, and look, in Detroit, if y'all don't know, right, some people call it a riot. We call it a rebellion or uprising, right, in 1967 after some pigs went in and uh, ended up um, uh, taking the lives of a couple of unarmed individuals after they had raided a speakeasy. All right, if this doesn't sound familiar, you let me know. Mm. Uh, and the people, you know, rose up and burned down part of the city and marched here and marched there. You know, Detroit ended up being uh, what you what what is unofficially in the states, what you would call a, a like a like a like an independent commonwealth in the states, because it was infrastructurally able to support itself. Right? Yeah. The the what you call white flight that had been uh, taking place since the fifties then accelerated after 67. But by the time that Coleman Young became the mayor, all right, the first so-called black mayor of a major metropolitan city in the United States history, Detroit was its own independent thing. And the government had to wage war. So, you know, for those of you who, you know, you meet me and you say, oh, you know, you're from Detroit and all the auto industry and all the rest. Of it. No, the State Department told those companies that they had to move out of the city. Why? Because they were funding black armies, right? So Ford and Chrysler and all the rest of that, they were saying, y'all got to move because we got to take care of these niggas, mm. right? And it's going to take some time. They, they, they dug in deep. <laughs> they got a good stronghold down there. They're on a port city, right? A city that has resources, right? They have their own financial infrastructure. Mm. These are people who know how to govern, right? Mm. They have threatening agency. Mm. So we got to take care of these niggas. It's going to take some time. We got to put... Embargoes on transportation, on food, on education. We got to make sure that guns and dope, you know, get, get in there, right? So mm. y'all going to have to pack up. Go to Mexico. Go to India. You get some better deals there. Move to some other communities. This is going to be a great setup for when we get into a bag later on, on, on this podcast. But, yeah, that's part of how food apartheid happens because in 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 one of the bags that we're going to talk about later, they're going to talk about when you want to wage certain campaigns, right. you have to be able to hit things that are important for the strength of the other belligerents. Thank, thank you for saying that, man. Woo! Thank you for well, thank you for I, listening. I'm going to throw you a oop on that one because you got to dunk that. Oh, yeah. Ah, posterization. So let's, let's ask one more question. What and let, holler at us on Instagram, in the email, on WeChat, pass the bag podcast at gmail.com. Pass the bag podcast on feel. Twitter. Keep Let us know real. how you feel. Ooh, 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 ooh. Is access to healthy food a privilege or a human right? And I want to go on to say we live in mm. the People's Republic of China. All right. Has China gotten it right? Because if you don't know, here in Shenzhen, uh. there is a market every other block. It's true. You can it's buy hella walkable. You can buy vegetables literally. Everywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere you want to buy vegetables, you can buy some vegetables straight from a farm. Straight from. Right damn now. Like, I can run out. While he do the pod, he could talk for five, ten minutes. I'd be back with a, with a fruit or a vegetable. Yeah, like, absolutely. From easy. a small vendor. And from, they're normally pretty delicious. From a small vendor. From not from small some vendor, large not, corporate. Not a corporate yeah. grocery, grocer, mm-hmm. but like literally from a farm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I know the exact one that you go to too. It's right across the street. Yeah, I know exactly it's literally right it across the street. Yeah, you literally see it from literally. Right here. Yeah, we might be able to throw a football and hit it if one of right. us had a, one of us had a cannon like that. Cannon. So hey, check it. Um, yeah, this is one of the things. Is that, a, this is, is it, one of the things that is the it a PR's. privilege or a human right? Well, access to healthy food. 
well, part of me has to stop it. Is it a pri- is d- access to healthy food is definitely a privilege. Uh. I feel like quality of life is a human right. Okay. And I at like the that. and Say at the that. and at the Speak same that. time, this is still the jungle out here. Wow. Right? Yeah. So there's a part of me that has this, we might walk upright, we humans. Yeah. We walk upright. But there's a part of it that's still an animal. Uh, right. Uh-huh. So it's like when I say that quality of life is a human right. Right. That doesn't mean that at some point that, you know, you might not get swarmed by a group of hyenas that want to eat you alive. Right. And that's laugh p- at you, too. Yeah. And laugh at, <laughs> and laugh at you while it's happening. Right. So, you know, the part of me that, that in the back half says partially hmm. wants to keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, because I know that out here in the jungle, that's that's part of the game, too. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes, makes me wonder, wonder how I keep from going, going under. under. Uh, 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 it's like uh, a jungle sometimes. Uh-huh. China got it right, man. China got that right. Uh, when it comes to vegetables, um, you're welcome. Access, <laughs> access to healthy food is a privilege. I 100% agree. Uh. But quality of life is a human right. Let us know what you think. Uh, shouts to Karen Washington. Shouts to all the urban growers, all the farmers out there. Uh, Grocery bag. Growing, growing food for the people, trying to build healthy bodies, build healthy communities. Let us know what you think. Let's get into the next bag. Grocery the bag. The bi Bag. Bio bag. I like that. That uh, that's like some superhero type uh, yeah. stuff. Bio bag. Today we getting into the biology bag. Yeah. Brain science, social awareness, and texting. I'm gonna say it one more time. Brain science, mm-hmm. social awareness, mm-hmm. and texting. It's 2020. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, especially because this is gonna be Baby Gouda and uh and Rachel's first time hearing that this is a part of my life. So I woke up one day. I saw it was 2020, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, "Self, I need to come out from under the rock that I live in and engage in social media." Yep. Also, thank you to to my brother. See, the Past the Bag podcast helped me to come out from underneath that rock mm-hmm. because if I don't understand the experience of my listeners, of my you know peers and the people in my world, then I'm going to be less relatable. So I said, I need to become more relatable. Right. Came out from under that rock, registered for some social media, and then I I, I, I ran into a situation mm. where... The Are you so- preaching? <laughs> <laughs> Preach it to him. I, I want you to pass the collection plates. No, no. I ran into that situation. Mr. P ran into a situation where an app then connected him with some people and, and, and he learned some social lessons and the, he and the people came together and he and the people separated and upon the separation, Mr. P had to ask the question, what was the cause for the separation? Mm-hmm. And after much inference and investigating the situation, I said, you know, I think it was the texting. It was the text. I think it was the texting. I think it was the texting. Listen, y'all, science says a lot about texting. I was watching the YouTube videos how to be a better texter, especially in social situations. So it's a situation between people of the same sex, people who are, you know, man and woman, dating, whatever. And somebody said something, they said, hey, texting, this is a, almost an exact quote, texting is an important part of courtship nowadays. Courtship. It used to be back in the day, Let the if I saw a pretty commits. lady and I said, mm, look at that. I'm rolling up. I didn't need to know how to text in order for me to get from point A to point B or from point A to point P or whatever. I didn't need to know how to text. All I needed to know how to do was be a good person, Mm -hmm. have a good name out here in these streets. Streets. 
um, you know, and know how to, uh, you know, follow up and follow through, be consistent and put it down. But right. these days, texting. If you don't know how to text, that beautiful woman, that beautiful man, that beautiful other, right? Yeah. Your text game might throw you off of the trail. So I, I did some research, and science says a lot about texting. Science. Science. Wow. Wait, science. Science says a lot about texting. The Brain's Reward Center, okay, we have uh, articles here that are linked for this. The Brain's Reward Center is really, really tapped into this texting thing. Dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that helps control the brain's reward and pleasure senses, okay, uh, it gets activated when people are waiting for a text reply. I got this from an article that says that people who are more attractive on texts, they don't text back as quickly. The article was telling you. Did you know about this? Is this something that you figured out in your social life that if you text back immediately, it makes you less attractive? Yep. Makes no sense to me. Let's let's all right. So let's but it was revolutionary. Let's, let's go. Let's break that down. Let's talk let's about. Let's break it. that down. So, the sooner that you reply, the the all right. So the worse it is. The sooner you reply, the young people say thirst. It's your thirst meter, right? This is a thirst meter. It's the thirst meter. Interesting. So if someone hits you with the text, all right. it's it's all about reciprocity. Go ahead. Say it like you mean. Say it like you mean. This is the key to 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 good texting. It's right? all about reciprocity. If you text someone text and them. they take maybe an hour or two to respond, uh huh, then if you respond immediately, mm. you're not you're not communicating reciprocally. Uh huh. It's not the, the equity is lacking. The equity is lacking. So if it takes them an hour or two to get to you, then you in turn need to take an hour or two to get back to them. So, this is this is social awareness, y'all. This is social awareness. This is social awareness. And and does it make any sense? No. But, but it makes sense to those who have become, who are part of this generation. And <laughs> hey, Baby Gouda says she can't stand it. She can't stand. I mean, but it, it's reality. It is. It's it reality. is our reality. It's, it's a, a piece of social awareness. People will judge you based on these factors. Okay, great. So that's great because I have questions about this, yeah, right? Because I was I always like, wait a second. So there's a a, a gradient over here uh -huh. where oh, I'm texting uh, uh, too quickly. But yep. then we enter into a zone where it's safe for me to text there. But then we enter into a zone where, oh, now I waited too late. There's no clear boundaries. There, there, every person is different. Every person is different. So you're like you said, there's no. I can see Rachel's wheel spinning. She think about her texting clear habits. Boundaries, mm -hmm. but it's all about meeting people where they are. All right, I let's get like into the next. Let's get into the next thing with the test game. But th then we got another article that says that attachment styles manifest in phone reliance uh -huh. so uh i was looking at the uh at the article we got to pull it up there my brother which one this one uh that's right yeah uh, how texting affects uh your relationship yeah so in other words they're saying that uh this one article said hey look a person's phone style uh-huh tells you a lot about their relationship style for sure and this one was a little bit binary about it they said hey if you're with a person and that person is the type of person that went you know, they feel nude without their phone. They feel naked without their phone. Yeah. Then that lets you know that they're probably going to be a little bit more clingy-tingy in that relationship. Yeah, for sure. And then they said that you got the other types of people. Where if they're the type of person where if they wanted to flush their phone down the toilet or if you wanted to do like me and just smash it up against the wall, why you mad? Why you mad? Just smash it up against the wall. Just chuck it in the lake. Because believe me, if, it, if, it, if, 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 if this wasn't about business... If it wasn't a responsible business decision 
or maybe a responsible social decision for me to have this phone, I would just let somebody, I would just pay somebody to have my phone in my life. I think the, the, first, the first part of the article is what is, is important. Mm. The, first, the first thing that they pointed out in this Bustle article. Similar you can texting see it. styles. Similar texting styles make, make for, for happier couples. couples. So it's important if you're a person that I text is like in, this. Like it's all in the phone, she like me, like this. that grew up. That grew up in the in the chat room era. That's how. That yeah. grew up in the Yahoo Messenger era. Did you get some chat room pussy? I got so much chat. Hey, room I want to tell y'all something. Chat room pussy is not a thing anymore, but it's good. It's back, great. back when it was a thing, chat room chat pussy room pussy was, was good. Amazing. I got I had I got me some of that. Can I have a vulnerable moment? Is this about chat room pussy? It is about chat room pussy because it's important. Yes. This is an important part of history that, that, that I'm glad that we are. Chat ha- room pussy. Let's go. This was a moment in when time. I, the, when what I. What year was it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Search the memory 2000? bank. 2000. 2000. When chat room pussy was a thing. To, between 2000. No, it would be 2002. Uh, 2002. It was, def- it was definitely still a thing. Yeah. 2002, 2003 is when I really started to get a lot of chat Hashtag chat room. chat room pussy. A lot of chat room pussy. Yeah. So... I used to go into Yahoo Messenger chat rooms. Oh, you me too. <laughs> hey! And uh, I would specifically Not look really. for women it was good. that had webcams. Uh-huh. So they could I would encourage them. I would use my creative writing skills. Oh, you was wooing them with your writing skills? I was killing that's them. Good, with my that's good, because that's gonna get skills. into our third uh, point about I was texting. Killing them with my writing skills. Slay. And this is how I developed great texting skills. Okay, okay. I was killing them on Yahoo Messenger with my writing skills on my computer late let's, night. Let's go. And then what happened? And then what happened? Clothes. And then what happened? And I would get them to strip for me. Say it in the most potentially offensive way possible. Or say it in the sexiest way that you can. Change your voice. I would get them to, you know, take off their clothes. Slowly remove their blouse. Oh man. One button. One at button time. at a time. That's important. Can't do it too I fast. I get them to hey. caress their neck. Oh, my God. The neck? And work their way down to the front of their chest. Ponytail, pigtail, hair down. What are we talking about? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I would use my creative writing <laughs> skills What's to get ladies to, you know, undress for me. Chat room pussy. Chat room pussy, baby. Hey, y'all, hey, check it out. And then it would basically, it would lead to them, you know. No, 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 no. We don't, need to, we don't need to know about that. All right. Listen, <laughs> the third point. This is texting. This is social awareness. Uh-huh. Apparently, periods, not menstruation, the other type of periods. Mm. Periods are great. But it said periods are a no-no. I'm going to get judged if I send a text and I, and I use proper punctuation. There's no periods in texting. I'm unless, gonna, it's a, I, unless it's ellipses, you use three periods, like, like, like 45. You see, he knows all the rules. I know Me, all the rules. I'm going to tell you something. The texting, you know, I, I love writing, right? I love writing. Not just so that I could get chat room pussy, but I love writing. Yeah. And I got this thing where I'm a little bit broken, okay? See, because if you ask me how much writing I've done over the years, I have no idea. I write every day. I just can't help it. I don't even think twice about it. It's like breathing. And I look at my phone. And somebody texts me or I'm talking. To, and in my mind, I'm writing. Mm. But see, I'm broken. Because I guess writing and texting are not the same fucking mm, thing. Not the same. Because in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, that is a sentence. This is a period. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, punctuation, grammar, uh, the whole nine. I but go. apparently, Let's go. all of the grammar rules in the world of texting are off. If you use a period... Twitter changed everything. You will be judged. Twitter changed that. I feel like Twitter is the one, Twitter changed it. Let me explain. Because before Twitter, you know, when it was just Facebook, you could, you could write 
as much as you want it. Uh huh. You could write this big long post, and then you can get judged too. And and yeah, I mean, no, people wouldn't judge you for it because okay. it, because like back then, people would read it, you uh -huh. know, or they wouldn't read it; they would just scroll past uh, it. It wouldn't yeah, matter. Uh, okay. It wouldn't matter okay. how long or short it was. But Twitter was like, nah, let's make it 140 characters, mm -hmm. and then every character mattered, and a period is a character. Well, let's get into it. It says yes. It's the proper way to end a sentence. This is straight from the article. But that dot may make you seem insincere. That's what researchers at Binghamton University found. found when they showed study participants a series of short exchanges framed as wow. either text or handwritten notes. The message was an invite followed by a one-word response. Don't send those. That's a whole other thing. It says, sure, oh, okay, one -word yeah, responses. or yup, shown with a period and without. In the texts, the responses that the, ended the with period a period is almost like sarcasm. were rated exactly were rated as less sincere than those with no punctuation. So, All of these little texting rules. Yeah. I want to develop my social awareness. You know what I'm saying? I want. I want because we, even though we don't have chat room pussy mm. nowadays, we have Tinder pussy. For sure. I've heard that somehow. I've recently learned that somehow Tinder pussy is better than you know normal pussy, right? <laughs> Um, I'm learning. Yeah, that, that's what they say, right? DM pussy. That's what they say. So it goes down in DM. That 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 type of thing. Goes down uh, that, in that the type DM. Of things. It goes down. It goes down. And do you and and, and, and again, I want to emphasize something. I want to emphasize something. It goes down. This is purely because as now a member of the media, and now as a person who you know, this, we're that's what we are. We're all on the social media. It goes I need down. to be able to learn about my audience's experiences. Yeah. So this has brought me out here into this place where now let's get into the questions. How is your text game? My text game is is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Amazing. What's that mean? I I, I think it's great. Um, you can close the deal. You can seal the deal. Oh yeah, I sealed many deals. He sealed many a deals with his text. text Apparently, he's good with his fingers. I'm I'm bad. This is the two ways that I'm bad with texting. Uh, I will point that let's, out. Let's go. I'm not great with the response times. Not great with response times. Like I respond. I'm a quick responder. Okay. I, I this is what I do. I bait you. What right? do you? Oh, bait. I bait you. I'll quick respond oh, once or twice. Damn. And then oh, I realize damn. if your if your consistent pattern is a couple of hours. And then I'll double down on your hours. So if it takes you two hours to respond, after I give you two, two or three quick responses, I'll go four hours. Got damn mind games. That's yeah, what all of this it is. It really is. It damn really is. mind games. It really is. Damn mind games. But hey. that's the thing. You always it's courting. It's courtship. It's this, all about the giving. It's all about the chase. No. It's about the mind game. If you can't play the game, don't play the game. I'm gonna let you know something. My Period. Social, my social awareness is developing in real time. Facts. So much so that I have no idea how much my text game. Right. Uh, I have no idea how what my text game is. But I do know that my recent social experience that, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to name the whatever, but I had one, right, where, you know, something happened and then something wasn't happening anymore. And it was like, oh, I think it was the texting. I, I, I'm developing it in real time. Hey, Black. Yep. Why do I feel so... Why, why, am I, why am I so judgmental about this whole situation? Because it doesn't matter to you. I, I feel like you came up, you came up <laughs> in a generation where, you know, like, I transitioned, right? It started as Yahoo Messenger. Okay, okay. And then I was the, the two-way generation. Okay, two-way. I, I, I wasn't there. You know? Because we was taught for the things that I was doing that you shouldn't do. You had we beepers. was taught to stay stay off of the phones. Beepers. <laughs> it was beepers, and then it became two ways, and then you had the Nokia phones, and then you got the flip phones, and uh -huh. then it was the side sidekick, and I had a sidekick. Like this was my life. So you was developing I was your skills developing as with the, technology. the technology. And you know what I was doing? People like me, we were not taking pictures. Right. 
not texting, mm-hmm. barely having phone call conversations. <laughs> Hashtag criminal. Nah, man, you had the phone call <laughs> conversation. You had to. You no, sleep. no, trust you sleep. No, trust me. No, because because sleep. most of the women who I was involved in, I'm gonna have a vulnerable moment. I'm yeah, gonna, go I'm, ahead. Go, I'm gonna have a vulnerable moment. Say it. Um, because there was a part of me that wanted to make sure that I didn't compromise my ability to be a bad guy. I'm gonna use the language bad guy. I'm a bad guy. I, I wanted to make sure I so so I come I come from a way to like you know listen I was born the year that I was born 1982 proud of it shout it loud, but I was raised by the people who were coming up out in front of me mm-hmm. and in that generation if you were coming from a certain type of thing it's true you didn't take pictures right you did you you stayed off of the phone hey big shout out to Southwest T but that's what got Southwest T caught up BMF Southwest T couldn't stay off the phone mm. right. Um, you wasn't taking pictures. You wasn't having phone call conversations. It didn't even matter if you was active or not. But if you, at some point in time, might have became active, you had to understand and adhere to those habits. Right. So I had moments in my life, and this is the part that I'm happy to get out because, you know, I need to be able to share this with not just me and the people who had those conversations. But I can remember dating gals who they were like, you know, you, um, you're shady, bro. You, you you know, uh, you tell me that, uh, you know, that uh, you, you know, you got to go, you know, take care of something. You never tell me what taking care of something really means. Mm. Um, you know, if I'm reaching out to you in some sort of way, which may have included texts, which may have just right. I didn't even see it. Right. Let- they already knew. Like, don't text him. He's not going to text back. Right. You call him on the phone. He's going to tell you we're going to so meet up and have a liability. It was a liability for it you. Was to a be. It was a It was absolutely a liability. So for me, I'm the Patriot Act generation, right? Patriot Act generation. Ooh, Let's speak you. on it, right? Let's speak on the Patriot Act. Let's speak Act. on it. The Patriot Act generation where, like, the, 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 the alphabet boys is watching everything that you do at this point. Right. You can't get away from it. Right. You know, so you can't, you can't escape. You know, they got my mm-hmm. web history if they want it. Mm-hmm. They got my text messages. Mm-hmm. They got my, all my pictures. Mm-hmm. So... Right. It don't even matter right. that you can't, you know, then there's CCTV, you can't, you can't escape it. Right. So at this, if they want, if they, and they don't even need a warrant for any of that. That's at true. At this point. That's true. So. Hashtag lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. Check this out, y'all. This has been a wonderful bag, you know. The, Let the us know bag. what your texting skills. Rate yourself on texting a scale of one to ten. Social awareness. I want to ask the, I want to ask our PAs. Uh, hey, let's go. Jesus. Let's go. Jesus, what is your what is your What's your texting uh, game like? What's your texting game like? What's your like? texting game like, Boo Boo? Uh, on a scale of one to ten. It's probably like a two. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but when I feel like it, I like to play mind games. But I have to be in like a special. What's your favorite? What's your favorite mind game? Oh, I just like to say something sexy and then just like not respond. What's oh, what's, I love what that. Is, what is I that? love that. That's great. What is That's something great. sexy? How do you say something sexy? No, you you on you good. I no. Yeah, we can hear you. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I'm in a mood all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh yeah, um, I'm just <laughs> laying here in bed, <laughs> thinking about you or something. I love that. Then, I love and that. And then I just won't respond sometimes. I'm, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired or of pinching they, my then own. When titty. I respond, maybe it'll be kind of something kind of insulting. What's your motivation? <laughs> just, I don't know. I just, just playing do the it game. Sometimes. Just playing the game. I just get bored. And nice. it just, I feel like being sexy. But besides that, I just, I, I'm always immediately responding. I don't like playing games. Ray, Rachel, Let's Rachel, go. Ray, Ray. What, what's on a scale of zero to ten? Zero what's to your, ten. What's your text I, game I can't like? wait. I got, I got a theory. Hold on, wait, wait. Are you? What's a great your, hold on, wait, wait. What's your theory? What you think she's gonna say? I, I think she's gonna say eight. I don't think she's going. Nah, I'm thinking she's going up. All right, let's go. 
I usually don't play. Exactly. No! Exactly. That's what I thought she was going. I don't see that in her. I don't see this in her. Oh, no. It's all good. I know. You did just, that's so, just, 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 on your WeChat game. Like, Ray, somebody, Ray. if I send you a WeChat, if I'm a young man trying to trying to get in your draws. I'm like, hey. I send you a WeChat message. Beautiful. How long does it take you to respond? It depends on the mood. Right. Okay. And also, if I'm busy. But usually I'm like, hey, dudes, do you want to just meet in person? Ah, I don't, okay. I don't like looking at my phone. Right. Okay. Respect. Man. Respect. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you for you sharing. Let's, let us let let know what bag, you think. Baby. Let's get into the next bag. Hey-oh. Oh, my God. Get the royal oil. <laughs> my man. Break out the frankincense my and the mirth. My homie. And shout out to Ohio. Shout out to the Ohio. Shout Akron. out to SJ. Akron stand up. Shout out to everybody in Ohio yeah, right baby. now. The homie SJ. Akron stand up. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle stand up. <laughs> Check out 846 if you haven't seen it. Hey, it's a lot going on coming, lot coming out going, of Ohio. A lot of great things coming out of Ohio. One of the best. The king. The king. Dun, the dun, king. Dun, dun, His name dun. is LeBron James. We love you, brother. We love you, LeBron. Send them checks. Hey, hey. Uh, LeBron James is. Oh yeah, that's a that's a goal for us. Yeah. We got to get uh, this portfolio to math. Yeah. Get the portfolio to math. We want. So Spring we go, Hill needs to sponsor the podcast. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. For podcast. real. That's, that's the goal. goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. All right, y'all. We, we, we just did that. Shout out to y'all. We come. We coming at y'all. We want Spring Hill to sponsor the. It needs to be on. Uh, what's it? What's the network called? Un, un, uninterrupted. Un, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Let's needs go. To have yeah, we got a hot. Pass the bag podcast on there. What's going on with the king? A black. The king is uh, starting a campaign called More Than a Vote. Got a lot of people involved. Guess who's involved? Your your. Detroit, Detroit native, stand up. Northwest Side, Jalen Rose, is Fab Five, all the way five. live. Did you, did I ever tell you how much of a Fab Five fan I was as a kid? No, nah, you didn't. And that I wanted to go to the University of Michigan. Uh, like, I'm so happy that, to hear that, especially because uh, you know Carolina and Duke respectively took them down two times in a row. And I still was all Fab Five. I, like, I believe. I'm sure there's pictures of me with like Michigan gear on. You hear that? Like hard. Wolverines. Shouts to my mom. Jawan like Howard, who's the head coach right now. Support, shouts to my mom, up, mom for like supporting me being into athletics and sports yeah. and being into like college and yeah. giving me college gear. That's right. It was you good. You know, like was putting good. that thought yeah. in my Collegiate. mind. Like Collegiate. I went to university. That's right. A lot of people from where I'm from didn't do that. Oh, man. You know, but most people in the States. my mom knew that I was doing that. Most so, people in the States don't have higher education. Man. And you know what? And that's okay, too. That's fine. I, you know, and, and, and I Actually, dro- looking back, I don't even really need it. I, dro- I, dropped, I, dro- I dropped out of college for five years before I went back. I would not trade my college Facts. experience for nothing. Thank oh, you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. I wouldn't trade my college experience for nothing, but the money that I owe uh, private lenders and the U.S. government, I would definitely give that away because, like, the thing. You know, that's that an off, that's an off, that's an off-screen conversation. Different conversation. Hey, because you know, because you know what, debt management, y'all. Hey, what's up with the More king? More than a vote. What's More up with the vote. king? So LeBron is like, all right, Rah. if we're gonna if we're gonna really like get some change rolling, mm. you know, like with everything that's happening in the states right now, all mm. of the protests, mm-hmm. all of the people standing up for their rights all over the world, all of that. LeBron said, let's start a campaign that will be partly aimed at inspiring African-Americans to register and cast a ballot in November. Mm. And he said the aid he would use is to combat voter suppression and will be vocal about drawing attention to any attempts to restrict the franchise of racial minorities. The group is a 501c4, so it's nonprofit, and uh, and it's not going to specifically... 501c3. 501c3, excuse me. It's all good. uh, And will not specifically advocate for any candidate. Mm. Um... Almost in 2016, 
when uh, 45 got elected, Agent Orange, as Spike Lee calls him, hey. shouts to Spike Lee. Brooklyn! Uh, <laughs> almost 43% of eligible voters, including myself, uh-huh. didn't vote in 2016. Yeah, I didn't vote. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't vote in national elections. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> so do you feel there are larger forces trying to suppress votes, and have you seen that playing out in your lifetime? Listen, it's, it's, it's absolutely, I think that, again, this is one of those moments where the Kool-Aid is powerful. And the Kool-Aid has white sugar in it, and white sugar is a hell of a drug. People need to get off the Kool-Aid and stop this talk about, like, the government and the schools or what, like, it's all supposed to be benevolent. Mm. There is a world out here called reality yeah. that you and I live in. And in reality, yes, there are groups of people, large groups of people, who want to suppress votes. Yeah. They, want that they, they, they successfully conspire. Because even though the language of conspiracy theory is popular, yeah. a conspiracy is not difficult to pull off. The four of us right here in this room, we can conspire to go get a cheeseburger, and then we can make it happen. Okay? A conspiracy. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. If you still believe that John F. Kennedy got hit with one bullet, salute to you, sucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, all I got to say is absolutely, man. There's yeah. people who, you know, th- 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 that's what they do. Yes, larger forces. They want to suppress votes because so, greed is a thing. I want to give specific examples. Let's go. Redistricting. Redistricting. Redistricting happens all over the world, and what they do is they take— When convenient, too. When convenient. Oh, yeah. The secretary of these states um, take, take certain neighborhoods that, were suppre- that voted in different districts mm-hmm. that had different, different representatives. Also known as they examine the voter data. They examine the voter data. And then their agenda. And their agenda— and then they say, all right, we got more of this community in this place. Let's put these people all together so their voice is just one voice. That's right. And then they take these other communities and then they, they divide them so these people have multiple voices, mm-hmm. have multiple representatives. Absolutely. And it's therefore have more power. Absolutely. This is a real thing. You can look it up if you want to. Or you, I don't care if you don't. Do yeah, it don't. Yeah, you don't, ha- you don't have to look it up. All right. So secretaries of states and all these different states are closing polls in certain areas. But you'll making, feel better about yourself if you do look And it. making all these people go vote in other areas. Absolutely. And, and this whole thing is in the news right now because the last Georgia just had their elections and it was crazy. There were people waiting in line for like three to four hours, standing in line, social okay. distancing, wearing okay. masks, okay. of course, being safe, taking okay. care of each other, taking okay. care of themselves. Okay. But still standing in line during a pandemic for four hours to vote? Is that is that is that what the news is? Is standing that the math? Standing in line for four hours is that the during math? a pandemic to vote. Oh, man. I'm just so happy they stayed in line. But there were people that left the lines, of course, because, yeah. like, I mean, who has three to four hours to just blow standing in line? Where I mean, in other districts... Yeah. The polling station will be right around the corner. Right around the, right around the block. You can get in and you can get out. Like that. You know, um, look, I feel like I've said it. Go ahead. Just please keep talking. Let me listen to you. Let's talk about taking away people's rights to vote. Just mm. because somebody committed a crime and, and, and they created a crime called a felony that they don't have the right to pick their representative. But, let me but, say something. But these people still, these people, you can work them. For, what, $10 a day? I do have something to say about this. You can work them to death? I do have something to yeah, say about please, this. Yeah, please, please, go ahead. So, my, uh, 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 somebody who's uh, near and dear to me, my brother, who went and did a six-piece when he was a young a youngin' and came back, uh, you know, I, 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 after he got out of gladiator school, whatever, whatever, we was having a conversation. And, and gladiator he, school. Yeah, yeah, real talk. <laughs> university, gladiator school, whatever it is that you want to call it. Wow. That's university right there. Go away for a little bit, come back with a, di- or a whole different type of education. I'm going to slow it down. 
my man let me know because I had assumed that his voting rights were restricted in a certain way. He let me know that it's actually different, that mm. there are situations where you can be convicted of a felony and then you can vote after the fact. Right. The problem is, is that a lot of people don't know the specifics, including me, right. of is it if you is it a federal or state time thing? Mm. Is it the type of crime that you committed, violent right. versus nonviolent? Yeah. Right? Is it if you were convicted of corruption or whatever, whatever. So that's one of the things that we all are grossly misinformed about. How you know? I, I I I'm gonna say it in potentially most potentially offensive way possible. Let's go. I don't care about any of it. Let's go. I feel like whether you committed a crime or not, if you're not in prison, if you you've paid your debt. If you paid your debt to society, blah paid blah your debt blah, to blah, society. blah blah blah. If you've you know been rehabilitated, blah blah blah. Oh my God. Then you deserve the right to vote, just like anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. Point blank. Period. Absolutely. No exceptions. I don't care if you committed a violent crime. I don't care if you're a pedophile. I don't care about none of that. How about this? You go. You get locked up. You stay on the main line. That's general population for those of you who don't know. Means that you don't end up, you know, in the back with the with the with the rats and the pedos. Okay. Mm. But you stay on the main line. You stay out of trouble on the main line in Gen Pop, right. which is a considerable accomplishment. Right. How do you do that? You go to the library every day. Right. What do you learn in the library? Right. You learn the system from front to back. In most cases better than people who've been outside and who'll never get locked down or know the system as well as you do. Right. You know all about the state that you're in. Right. Right? You know about the 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 the, the, the elected seats, you know about your the judiciary, you know, you learn about the law, right? You probably uh could could come out and be a, a paralegal or, you know, in some cases you become a jailhouse lawyer. So here you are, right? You've managed to stay out of trouble. You've done whatever you know your time is maybe you're uh, off of papers maybe you've been paroled and then you got somebody who's turning around and telling you after you've invested all of that time and energy mm. and you becoming a person who your agency to the state is ultimately way more responsible than a lot of other people's is right because now you have an intimate understanding of the way the state works your relationship to the state you still got somebody telling you that you can't cast a vote after that what part of the game is that <laughs> I want to be able to What part of the game is that? Yeah, yeah. That's all so, I gotta say. Yeah. So let's go. There are larger King James. forces uh, trying to suppress votes. Let's go, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron James is trying to do something about it. So let's get to let's, the next let's question. Let's get into I like this question. Oh ho! So the question is, yeah. what are your ideas about local, state, and national elections, and what are the differences? If you want it, hey. The differences. I'm down with the local. Okay. I've I've I, I've I've done there. I've uh, been at the uh, national convention for you know what whatever party was having a national convention as as a youngin, 16, right? I've been there on the caucus, right? I've been uh, uh, on what? Well, I'm sorry, that was actually national back then when that happened. So yeah. I, I have I have that experience, but I had to go through the 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 state caucus in order to be able to even get there. On a national level, so I was mobilized on a state level yeah. in order for me to be able to go participate in that national thing, that thing that I did once upon a time. Um, I feel like the local, the local is always the way to go, man. Especially because on a national level, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it: the national level is so much theater, it's so much pump faking. And when we talk about the agency of the state, the actual agency of the state, right? And we'll get into this in the next bag, but you know, there's campaigns that get ran on the people. 
There's a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors, and there's a whole lot of, you know, uh, just crazy stuff that's going on, on on the state level. That game is more fixed than the local level. The local level is where you really have some power, you really got some sway, you really got some authority, you really got some juice. Right. Because that that's on that's the level where you can mobilize. That's the level where you're able to really be able to 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 see what it is that's that's going down. That's a different level of accountability there. There's an absolutely different level of accountability. For, For example, sure. my, my state my state uh uh rep my uh, 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 Congress uh, uh, person and all the rest of that, like, I know them, they know me, they know my name. Mm. We see each other, we know each other's names. Right. I know their families. That's a different level of accountability right. when people know where you live at. So are, are these local officials or are these, like, your representatives in, the, in Congress? These, this is this is uh, local local officials, uh-huh. uh, uh, all the way down to look school board people. All right, got you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talking yeah, we yeah. talking about uh, school board. Talking yeah. about um, I mean I get down like this, the the, the 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 cops and all the rest of that. Even though they don't necessarily know me, and this is one of the reasons it does make it harder for me to listen to certain stuff that people is. I'm not going to wait until something go down with the police before I know who the police chief is, right? Who's the deputy? You know, like what 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 they uh, campaigned on Where and all the rest up. of that. Yeah, yeah, the judges, right? No, like I'm going to know. I talk to somebody in the streets and somebody in the streets tell me that, you know, uh, I know which cops handle bench warrants, right? I know which judges, uh, I'm sorry, which judges handle bench warrants, yeah. right? All I, of that. Yeah, 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 all of that, all of that, yeah. Just to, it, it takes just as much time to do that as it does for me to go, what, cop of 40? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look for look for some blunts, right. cruise for some hoes. I can take right. I can invest that time and energy in, in, in knowing who's running the state, who are they, what's going on. And if some conflicts of interest come up, I can solve problems before they start by going down there, showing up in front of somebody, introducing myself, mm. right, telling them my name, saying their name, their first and their last name. That's accountability. Right. I'm elected official. I got some power out here in this community. Somebody show up, they're saying my first and my last. You know, they know who I am. Right. When people fit, when 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 if you screw people over, they can find you. That's gonna be a whole different level of accountability. Right. Straight up. I'm a, I'm gonna have a vulnerable moment. Let's go. To say that I haven't been as informed on a local, in a in a state level as I would like to be, right. especially having entering these conversations that we're having now. Right on. And I feel like another pillar that of the past bag podcast that we're growing into is accountability. Mm-hmm is holding ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. So I want to do a better job of that and uh, being more involved locally, having more knowledge and awareness right. and using my knowledge and my awareness and my platform and my education mm-hmm. and my wherewithal mm-hmm. to use that influence for good. Right on. Because uh, if I want to see change, you know, I have to change. Change starts within. Let's go, baby. Can't change the world till we change ourselves, Biggie yeah. Smalls. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, was, that was Diddy said that. All right. So I want to <laughs> I want to I want to be real about that. And um, in another vulnerable moment. So when I was talking about 2016, um, you talk about national elections, right? All of these guys. Are you saying that ba- they're basically puppets? People in national elections are puppets for the, the grand fam, the, the schemers fam. In 2016, in November 2016, when. Uh, 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 45 became the president-elect. I know exactly who, I, where I was at, exactly who was in the room, and the exact political conversations that we were having because I was with a group of people who we at least had that in common, right, where we're, we're not reactionary political individuals, mm-hmm. especially because we may or may not have been, you know, doing stuff that was illegal, 
Right. And, you know, for us to be responsible individuals, not that I, you know, um, uh, uh, endorse doing things that are illegal, but, you know, this is still, that's that place is still the United States. And taking risks is important, right? What, one of the first things that they tell you when you go to law school is that the law is arbitrary. Mm. If you don't know what that means, y'all look that up. The law is arbitrary. So it's not about if you're breaking laws or if you're not breaking laws. Yeah. What it's about is about how you understand how your agency inside of and outside of the law and inside of and outside of the system, right, right. Is, is, is a relationship. So, yeah, and on a national level, look, people have agendas. It's the states. It ain't difficult to figure out most of the time that the agendas, when there's a conflict between the health of the people and the agenda, that greed is in the building. Right. Right? It ain't difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, what is this? Is this astrophysics? No. It's not astrophysics. Shouts to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, ho I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that I'm putting it in a way where it's like not just because, yeah, I got an ego and I like to hear myself talk and we have a platform. But, no, I feel, I, I'm hoping that I'm putting it in a way where it's like people can hear it and people can really have what we call a come to Jesus moment. This is this is my un, this is my thoughts on that. Yeah. On national elections, right? Do you remember where you were, November uh, 2016? I have no when idea. he came. Okay. I remember where I was. I remember where I was when exactly President where Obama got elected. <laughs> okay. I remember that. Okay. But I don't remember where. Hold I on, was. hold on. November 2016, when 45 became president elect. Do you remember where you were? Yeah. You remember what your political stances were before or after or whatever, whatever. Oh, you need the mic. So oh yeah, this is great. No, we yeah. want to hear this. This yeah. is great. This is great. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 This is great bag. Holler at us. Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually, uh, in the Caribbean, me and my partner. Shout out to, uh, uh, uh the islands. You yeah. And, uh, we all were, of that. I was in Grenada. Shout out Grenada. And went down in Grenada. And, uh, we were in Dragon's Bay and I just didn't take it seriously. So I called over on the VHF. I was like, uh, summer wind, summer wind. This is summer wind, summer wind, summer wind over. Who won the presidential election? <coughs> uh, this is, I forget what his name, say Phoenix, 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 this is Phoenix over. It was uh, Trump. Mm -hmm. I said, you're kidding. Mm. They, sa they said, no. I'm like, that's not a joke. He's like, nope, he won. All right, pause. Pause for the cause. <laughs> right there, right there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> experiential <laughs> awareness, right? Right. Right? Because a lot of people had that experience or had your experience. Uh. And so, I, not because I'm so great, right? I just happen to be in the company of some folks that maybe we were a little bit more politically active mm. in, in, a, in, in a responsive way versus a reactionary way. And that's probably part of, you know, and our activities, whatever yeah. it was. It was. And by the way, I should also tell you that our activities on, in, in that November, November 16th, I believe, or 8th, 17th, something like that, to 2016, I might have that date wrong, but yo, in the middle of what it was that we were doing at the time, our activities that very night went from illegal to decriminalized. So our level of political awareness and what it was that we were up to, right, was directly related to it. It wasn't like just some shit that we, right, we knew how it right. affected us and how it touched us. Right. You know what I'm saying? The state that we were in, what it was that we were doing at oh, the yeah, moment. Oh, yeah, that was a big night. That's that right. That's for, right. For that was a big night. Not just, I wasn't in Michigan. Oh, yeah. I was, I was in Nevada. Ah. Yeah. But it also yeah. happened in Michigan around the same yeah, time. Well, um, it may have. Right. All I, all I remember, though, is because I was 
my partners and we were we were on the west coast yeah we were in nevada got it uh so (laughs) shout out to nevada shout out to my partners i'm not gonna say no names you know what it is let's all right that's politics though right hold on that part though that's this is that's why i'm loving this bag yeah because even that's part of politics right right? so the risks that you take your relationship to the t-man you know what i mean the tax man right that whole nascar conversation from last conversation it's part of this the Confederate flag, or yada yada, or even the defund the police, right? Yeah. Shout out to the, uh, this dude on YouTube who was talking about it. Some guy who he's from the South, and he releases the, I'm going to put his link up uh, maybe on the next episode. But he was talking about the history of NASCAR and yeah. the Confederate flag thing. Right. And guess what? If y'all don't know, NASCAR, right, started because cats was running booze. That's political. Yeah. They was running booze. You know what that means? It means that somebody wanted taxes on what it was that they was doing, and they didn't want to pay them taxes. And because they didn't want to pay them taxes, what they did, they souped them cars up. Right. And the culture that came from them souping them cars up and not wanting to pay them tax men, if you look at Kentucky, if you look at Tennessee, if you look at uh, uh, Ohio, if you look at Virginia, West Virginia, and you go back and you look at the car culture that came up out of there, it was political. The, the, so that's the thing. A lot of people can't understand how their relationship to capital, how they do or don't get capital or whatever. They don't understand their agency, so they don't see how what it is that they're doing is political. People are doing political stuff all the time. I believe in, the sh- in, in voting in national elections. Let's go. Because I believe that, especially now, mm-hmm. this upcoming election, chopping off that figurehead, man, <laughs> would would demoralize the troops, man. Chopping off the figurehead, getting rid of the uh, uh the position of the president of the United States of America, because that's chopping the figurehead. Nah, right? nah. I mean, I You're mean, saying getting a new figurehead. In I there. mean, getting a new figurehead. Okay, in but, I, I mean, but if anything, we have been shown that it can't get worse, right? Worse than forty-five? I don't know. Listen, listen. That's the thing, though, right? I guess right. The thing, the thing of let's go. That, let's be that vulnerable. That's the one, thing. We one didn't aspect of having forty-five is that people pay attention in a way that maybe they wouldn't if they felt like somebody respectable Man. or honorable was up there. Man, yo, I love this bag. I, That's all I, I want like to say. The idea of I putting, love the bag. I love the idea of putting leaders in place that are interested in leveling, leveling the playing field. How do you define leveling the playing field? Uh, policy that supports social programs. Okay. Policy that supports health care. Okay. Policy that supports uh, taxation that doesn't tax you and I more than taxing people that make, you know, quadruple times money we do. Is this policy that you're able to write? <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like there is. Campaigning, y'all. There are people. Champagne and campaigning doing the damn thing. There are people that are running for these elections that are interested in these type, types of things. I'm not So these sound, so these sound like good conversations for you to make sure that you either foster from a distance, right, or for you to be able to carry on for sure. when it's time for you when it's time for you to uh, you know physically show up back on the turf right. and to go back. So when you stomp down, right, you know how it is for you to stomp down. Me personally, this is, what, this is all I can say. Like, I'm, I ain't no Superman. It's not because I'm so special or whatever, right? right? But for me, uh, education and things like that, uh, back it back, 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 uh, back on the soil, yeah, yeah I, I, I've been in there. You know, I've been really involved with, you know, education on a community level, making sure that the politicians and everything that I was involved with or supported or whatever were people who community education was important to them. Yeah. Uh, making sure that, uh, you know, when we talk about... Uh, 
uh, allocating uh, certain funds and certain resources right. toward uh, being able to change change the way that education happens. For sure. You That's know, so that, we can, so that yeah, so we can change the agency of the community, right? And things like that. That was all part of it. And, and, and you know, that's not because I'm so great, right? We mentioned earlier, uh, Grace Lee Boggs, Jimmy Boggs, uh, you know, the, the message to the grassroots, the grassroots, uh, the Boggs Center, uh, uh, the late Ron Scott, um, you know, uh, people who are carrying it on now, uh, Tawana Petty, uh, these are all uh, Detroit people, uh, right. you know, people who are pushing it, you know, pushing it forward. And p they stay pushing the line. Um, and I'm not going to say the names of the elected officials or things like that because I don't want to align myself with any one party or not because, right. yeah, man, I'm that, I'm that dude. I'm not, I'm not, everything that a Republican says, I'm not going to disagree with. Right, for sure. Everything that a Democrat says, I'm not going to agree with. For sure. And vice versa. For sure. Right? Because that's, that's that bullshit. Right. You know, and most people, unfortunately, are on that bullshit. Let's get into the next man. Hey! Indeed. Indubitably. <laughs> Let go. us know. Pass the bag podcast. Pass it. <clears throat> it <clears throat> is the book bag. The book bag. The book bag. Sun Tzu. You know the general. Sun Tzu is? The general. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. We say Sun Tzu. Yeah, in the States, it's in the all States butchered. It's all Sun Tzu. Nobody you, says you anything. Got some, you got some cheese Nobody on says your, anything <laughs> that's, that, 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 well, except for people who their first or second language is officially Mandarin. But very few people in the States... Say things Say that are in Mandarin the correct way. Right. We so always we mess it up. So we're gonna let them. Know. Rachel, you want to get the mic? You want to? This is this is straight from uh, somebody. Uh, Nate, go ahead. How do we say uh, Sun Tzu? Sun Tzu. We say Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Like Confucius is Kung Fu Tzu. Kung Fu Tzu. <laughs> so the, so so check it, y'all. The Art of War. Amazing book. It's a manual. It might be the, one of the best books of all time. It's a manual. One of the best. Manuals of all time, and you know what it is. I, I put it up there with the Bible, with the back oh, absolutely. Of the Gita, oh yeah, the Gita, with the, with the, with all the, the Dao, Abrahamic knowledge, with the Dao. Be, be, and and, and be, the, the thing about this is that we're talking about human nature, mm. and I know a lot of people, especially because of the context of warfare these days, when people think about war, most of what they think about is what the media has programmed to them to think about, right? right. And, you know, through fear-mongering and all of the rest of that and the lies that you were told in your history book, yada, yada. But people don't get told that there's a part of war that, you know, like war and peace, they go together. They're seated right next to each other. They're, they're waltzing. Mm. It's your responsibility as a, as, a, as a, you're a more responsible human being when you know about war equally as, as if you know about peace. And people have different agencies, so some people are uh, peacekeepers and some people are warriors. But the point is, is that you don't go criticizing psychologists when psychologists bring up fight or flight. Right. You just accept it as the science of human nature. Fight, flight, fight or freeze. Or fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. Yeah. So also known as getting the hell up out of there, you know what yeah. I mean? And no fight equals a peaceful situation, even if it means a one-party ran. Right. Staying and fighting, Right. Or freezing, which, <laughs> yeah. Woo. Let's talk about the art of war, y'all. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is an incredible life manual. It's mass scientific once you can get into the higher degrees. But we're going to break it down for the people, and we're going to put it on that, on that, on that basic level. Because between the heavy content that we were going through last podcast, yeah. this was one of those situations where emotionally I had to check in with myself, and I had to say, self, what helps keep me grounded? 
And what is the type of expertise that I have that I can offer up to the people that is what we call appropriate? Hey, that's pretty good. You can say I don't, that I know the art of war pretty well. Uh-huh. You can say that. So it came to me. It said, hey, y'all, lots of stuff is going down in the world. Here's a quote. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of 100 battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer one defeat. If you know neither yourself nor enemy, you will succumb in every battle. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to those people. Fried Rice, NYC, checking us out, checking out the podcast. So this, 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 this piece of knowledge that comes out of the Art of War, and straight up, I didn't even put the chapter, shit, I didn't even put the chapter or anything in there because I didn't feel like it was important. I actually want people to it's go in look, the first one, though. look it up themselves. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I gave that away. No, nah, Adrian just gave it away. But I want for the people to start looking this up themselves as a matter of responsibility. Facts. I'm going to probably every episode have something to say about the art of war. And then I want people to go and, and, and locate it. Just n- normal pass back topics we're going to bring up every week. The art of war and RuPaul. This Absolutely. Gonna come uh, yeah, up yeah, week. let's go. <laughs> hey, y'all. The, the, the they say, hold on. I'm having a, are we back, back, back? back. All right, cool. So, because I can only hear myself in one. Oh, there we go. So they said, you got to, you're in the best position when you know yourself and know your enemy. You're in the worst position when you don't know yourself or you don't know your enemy. And then you're in a position in between when you know you know yourself and you don't know your enemy. Why is this important? We talk about that agency thing. You know, part of the reason why my brother here is always talking about this 80 thing is because in the conversations that he and I have, you know, we talked about what it is that we have in common. And I say to him, I say, man, look, I'm hurting for a lot of people from where we come from. Because the names that they call themselves by, the way that they self-identify, are names that are given to them by someone else. Mm. And so, therefore, they're wearing an identity that was given to them by someone else. Mm. Which means that when they put on that identity and they take that to heart, they're taking to heart someone else's agenda. Yeah. You know, when we talk about having conversations, I mean, just the simple stuff, man. You go watch a video. You go read an article. People who don't know the difference between ethnicity, nationality, race. They, know the in, they don't know the intersexual, intersectionality between these things. I'm going to say it again. It's normal. So many of our listeners, I could be talking about you, and I hope that I'm talking about you. Because my heart hurts for people who, they don't know themselves. Mm. You got people roaming around. Somebody told them there was a white person. They bought that shit. Mm. They took it and ran with it. Somebody told them there was a black person. They bought that shit. They took it and ran with it. So when I look at all the battles in the streets, and I'm going to be the person to call the baby ugly, right? I see the people, they thinking that racism is about white cops kneeling on black men's necks, white cops kneeling on black men's necks, right? They're not going beneath the state narrative, which the art of war tells you another thing. We'll get into that part. But it's all lies. They're being lied to the same way that they were given a false identity. Yeah. Your identity might include some pieces of truth, but it's somebody else's agenda. Hey, Black, like, come on. Come on with that vulnerable moment, my, my brother. To what degree? This is a question. This is for both of us. But to what degree can you, 
can, can you know yourself when you call yourself by a name that's given to you by another? And especially when that other person comes from, they don't even recognize the family tie. That's your cousin who denies you as a cousin or your father who denies you as, as, a, as a child. Giving you an identity. Not asking you who you are. Not you asking yourself who you are and then telling that other person and that person repeating that name back to you. But them saying, hey, this is who you are. And for those of you who don't know, in the States, before people in the States, the so-called black people, was black, what was they before that? Negroes. What was they before that? <laughs> Colored or whatever, or whatever, or whatever. You know, so-called white folks who call themselves white now in the States, if you look up the history of that, they weren't always referring to each other as white folks. Right. That had to come to them because the people who owned the plantations, who has always been the case that was more... Uh, people who didn't have sub-Saharan African descent than those that did in the States, most of those people were the abolitionists, right? The abolitionists were other so-called white folks. But the, 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 the people had to come down on them and say, hey, hey, we don't need to be fighting each other because we're white. I'm telling you, so-called white folks, that name was given to them by other so-called white folks. You had to split the difference. You had to split people up. So, yo, to what degree can people... You know, if they, don't, if they don't know that, yeah, that's the question. To what degree can you know yourself when you call yourself by a name that's given to you by somebody else, my brother? I had uh, a professor, brilliant, brilliant young lady. Let's go. In, uh, at Old Dominion University, and her name escapes me right now. Okay. But she was my African-American literature professor. Let's go. And she had a theory that African Americans had never had an original thought. <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> had never prayed or had <laughs> ever tr truly communicated with one another. Put them on the mat! Because the voice that they were using was given to them by the other. Meaning, when, when Africans That's were. That's that Tyson hook. It's knocking their ass on the ground. When Africans were brought to America as and <sighs> and states, when it's brought to the states, brought to the states, all, all over America, though. yeah, all over the Americas. Uh, actually, yeah. this one actually is accurate. Okay, right on. When right Africans on. were brought to the Americas, right specifically on. to the United States, mm -hmm. they they were separated from each other through their families. Mm -hmm. Their religion was taken from them, uh -huh. but most importantly, their language was taken from them. Yeah, yeah. And they took people from all different parts of the, the, the western coast of Africa and put them together that didn't speak the same language, weren't the same tribe. And the only way that they commun could communicate mm -hmm. is through English. So her theory Arr. was that <laughs> because the African in America speaks English. <sighs> a language that is not. A language that is not natural to its own. Hmm. He has never, he or she has never had an original idea, an original thought, because an original thought would come from your own language, and your own narrative, instead of the narrative that was given to you. That blew my mind when she said that. Now, part of why I love hip-hop and the United States government is deathly afraid of it, because this is original language. Right. I love, I love what, uh, what Brother Chris Parker said. You know, he said, let me use my uh, KRS-One voice. Hip-hop is not a civil... Uh, no, he said, hip-hop is not a culture. He wiped his head on the video. It's a civilization. Hmm. It is a civilization. Hip-hop is not a culture. It's a civilization. Yeah. Uh, should I... Should I... Or you go. Well, I'll I, I pick it back off that. Like, the music 
transcends language. That's right. That was a transcendental, uh, a transcendental uh, and it, experience. And it, and, it, and it connects with something that's deeper than words. It's more than words. Go, go ahead. Transcendental experiences. So here you go. It's not that so-called African-Americans and so-called black people are so special. Mm. This is a mechanism, just like how the art of war is super old. This is a mechanism. This is an old mechanism. We got links. You can check out the links. So that those of you who might want to, um, you know, uh, 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 look into this thing further instead of, you know, throwing your phone or, you know, kicking your computer or getting mad at A Black and I know this is this is old. Yeah. That's part of why it works so well. Right. That's part of why it works so well for the state. Indeed. You got people who they've, they've never had an original thought. And then it's not just them. The other people, you know, around them. They haven't had an original thought. There's a small group of people who do have original thoughts, who unfortunately many of them, not all of them, are affected with the disease of greed. Hmm. So check this out. We talk about it. We say, hey, uh, in the Art of War, they talk about Chapter 9, the Army on the March, something that the armies in the states lack, Going back, taking it back to Grace Lee Boggs hmm. in Detroit, 1967. Because Grace, when you read, when you read her autobiography, She'll tell you that her and the other community leaders who was out there, who might have been setting some fires, marching and yelling, that they had outrage, but they didn't know how to bring it full circle. There's a difference between rebellion and revolution. You got people out there who they swear that they're, they swear that they are involved in revolutionary activity, but they don't know the art of war. Not know the art of war because I'm so special, because, oh, I know it, right? But they don't know. They can't. This is, war is a matter of the state. And they tell you that in the book. You're just talking about state business. It's not because warfare is so special. It's, this, is, this is something that, it's unfortunate when this kind of thing is profound to people. Because these are matters of responsibility. If people actually had their own agency instead of an agency that was given to them by the state, these are the types of things that they would have learned about, right? Because it's the simple stuff. This is the type of stuff that ensures that you do protect your quality of life, which we talk about it being a human right. Self-defense, right? Knowing how to be able to read the weather and do things appropriately. Mm. Knowing how to be able to really be in touch with the thing on an organic level, right? Like the Gita tells you. Everybody's got a warrior in them. Even though people are separated into different classes, right, and things like that, and they're schooled and, 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 and different things. The piece of all of those different schools and agencies that are held together is enough for one person to be able to transcend one caste and to go into another caste and to be able to function. So we talk about being warriors. This is a somber moment because the next question is. Nah, 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 I, I oh, go for it, man. No, spit that game. This is our last bag anyway. This is our last question. bag anyway. What's up? Because you were talking about knowing yourself, right? Knowing thyself. And when I, when I, when I re initially read the question, I was like, maybe I don't know myself. Vulnerable moment. Hashtag vulnerable. Maybe I don't know myself, but mm. I'm aware mm. of what I'm capable of. I appreciate that. And I feel like there's a difference, right? Because you know that, like, the ancient inscription on the on the, on some of the. I'm so glad that you said it. Bef when you yourself. enter the pyramids, what do you pass underneath? It says, "Know yourself." Know thyself. Know thyself. You can't get into the great pyramids without knowing without yourself. passing under the inscription. Know, know thyself. thyself. It's the first rule on the user manual. So, the art of war talks about. Uh, 
five specific things you need to do. <laughs> when you Which five? When you find your commit <laughs> when you find your when you when you're dealing with your enemy, right? Dealing with your enemy. It says you gotta know yourself and you gotta surround, know your enemy. Uh, th- these are your options. You can surround your enemy. All right. You can confront your enemy and or attack. Right. Or you can feed. Fly, fly to freeze, right? Right. So I'm aware that I'm capable. I choose to use the auto war in this way. I choose to if I'm if I have a situation where me and someone aren't seeing eye to eye, All right. I can surround them with love mm. f- from the perspective of put creating a safe space for them. I really like where you're going with this. Let's hear this. This sounds original. Sounds pretty original. Surround them with love, creating surround a safe space for them. Creating safe space for them to, to be themselves, to, to express their anger, express right. their frustration. Right. Without them injuring anyone other than themselves. Right. If they should injure themselves in the process of their acting out. Right. Right. Then well, I won't feed into it. They might choose to try to injure me, and then at that point, I may have to confront the individual. Right. I might have to call them on their shit. Right on. Especially if it's somebody that I feel comfortable with, and they feel comfortable with me. Right at on. The point, at the point that I've surrounded them with love. Right on. I will confront them. Right on. If, if they're ready for that. Right if on. I feel they're ready for that, and maybe, they, maybe they've communicated to me through their language or through their, through their body language that they're ready for that. I'm going to tell you where the Art of War says that, uh, that you got it twisted in your strategy. Okay. Because you're always, if you, if you, you should only ever fight, which is the confrontational part, yeah. as a last resort. That's the thing. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I wasn't finished. All right, all right, cool. I would flee when there's nothing, to, because there's nothing, nothing to gain. Nothing to gain. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey. If I feel like this individual is at a place where me confronting them will lead to something, they uh-huh. can gain something, uh-huh. we can gain something, uh-huh. we can grow. That's right. Then we can grow together. We can grow together. Right. This was my original thought reading. reading yeah, no, it's beautiful. Checking I'm in, loving right? it, yeah. Chapter three, it talks about winning without destruction is excellence. That was a quote from the. From Jay, you see this brother right here? Winning without destruction is excellence. excellence. But this is what, this is what, I take it even a step further. Uh-huh. A step further. Uh-huh. This is my theory on that. Uh-huh. Winning the spoils of a new ally. Oh, yeah. It's mastery. Absolutely. It's like. You take someone that was maybe your enemy at one point mm. and converting them to an ally mm-hmm. by surrounding them with love mm-hmm. and confronting them with love mm-hmm. and you can convert them into an ally. And confronting, That's the next and level confronting them it. with the conversation as to how it is that what they have to gain through partnership right. is more than worth more for them than what it is that they have to gain through their war campaign. So when, when you talk about knowing yourself, maybe I don't know myself, but I know that I'm capable of these things. Okay, so and knowing so, your capabilities is part of knowing yourself. And so we were talking about cha- in chapter nine, it's, it's called Army on the March. And one of the things it said, a leader should always have faith, should treat soldiers with humanity and control with discipline, right? So for me, I might not be aware of everything, that, everything in myself, but I know I have faith, I have my faith and my ability to accomplish things. I know that I'm human and I respect and understand my humanness and the limits, limitations of that and the, the limitations that I don't have. And I'm working on the discipline part. Where's the right button? Go ahead. Well, you got to press one of them buttons. See, I don't know what about the buttons are. See, I feel like you was just having them. Yeah, a moment where you were snapping. Hey, y'all, this is the thing. For, for our listeners and stuff like that, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, man, they charged up. They juiced up. You know, I talk, I talk to some people in the States. Hey, I'm going to talk fast for a second, y'all, so, you know, you're going to have to make sure you speed up your listening. I talk to some people in the States. They watch the news. It's hard for them to not be influenced by what's happening around them. And then when I talk to them, I can tell that they juiced up. They're on the juice, y'all. You know, you know what it's like for me to talk to them? It's completely different 
than when I talk to them at other times. Mm-hmm. Might be because it seems like it's different circumstances that's happening. I just say, I'm going to say they own the juice. I'm listening to them talk, you know, like, oh, this is happening, and, you know, maybe this will lead to this, and maybe this will lead to that. But, you know, I'm just the type to, to where the art of war has taught me that these flare-ups, right, whether they're actually happening or not actually happening, the point is is that the stage was already set for these flare-ups. Right. The, the state, the, the people in the state know the art of war intimately well, mm. right? The state is already ready for that. They're, they're, they're ready for the situation. I'm just saying, people who don't understand, I don't blame them for not having the knowledge because I understand that they don't know themselves. And right. knowledge itself is a lifelong thing, right? Facts. So, you know, I'm always going to be discovering how to know myself. And at one point, I was way not on that. You know, I had to get on this. I wasn't necessarily born into this. No. Right? You know what I mean? I, I could tell you definitely some, you know, about wandering in the desert. But, yo, the art of war is great for us to talk about. When you see people fighting a losing fight, as I would say, that there's some people in the States right now juiced up, but they're definitely still fighting, losing fights. How do you tell them, or do you tell them, do you tell them that they're fighting a losing fight, or do you, just, do you just go get some popcorn and pop it and find a nice space to watch and just eat that popcorn and watch those two, I didn't, two, 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 two sides go I, at each other? I didn't consider the, the macro element of the question, like, mm. like consider comparing it to what's happening in the states right now mm-hmm. so when i thought of my answer it mm-hmm. was more on the micro level let's go like let's if go. i see somebody like if i see a fight happen right now right uh normally i would choose to get involved quickly okay or i would flee quickly because violence spreads quickly yeah violence it's does like spread. a flame violence does spread quickly. it's like a flame and there's like hey it's like a flame and hey you know it's just going i'm gonna have a vulnerable moment go ahead I was born in Flint, Michigan. Flint is to me one of the biggest cover-ups <laughs> um, that just the states has to offer in terms of like human rights and, 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 and uh, domestic uh, warfare and all the rest of that. Like when I was a boy and, 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 and the evening came, uh, we used to sit back and listen to the shots go off and talk about what caliber was was was, was, was rounds was was getting was getting uh was getting expelled right the disappearing people you know the people whose names that I know who why should I know their names who you know heaven knows if they were you know locked up or deceased or whatever whatever right I was intimately immersed in the art of war since I was a boy in a way that's different than you know, a lot of other folks, Mm -hmm. right, you know? And what it taught me, I was taught super early. This is the two super vulnerable moments I can tell you. Like, I learned mad early, like, yo, you riding your bike or something like that, or, you know, you you walking down the street, or you, you you know, and and it feel like a, uh, like a, uh, like a, you riding your bike, you know how you, insect will hit you or something like that, you know, hit your chest or whatever. So you might want to check yourself for a bullet hole. Cause it, it, this ain't this this is real life. It ain't television. Right. And one one of the one of them straight rounds hit you. You might not know it. It might take you a minute or two, a literal minute or two. It might take you four minutes, depending on where you got hit at. But them four minutes is important. Learning shit like that as a kid, as a kid, cause it was important for my environment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So even to this day, if I'm a, it's crazy, cause I can't. I, it's, it's hard to shake. I'm on a mo bike, you know, and 
a bug. So I got to remind myself I'm in China. The chances, I, chances that I got hit with a stray is, is real low. What's up? I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Uh, things I learned as a child, right? Let's go. Coming up in the South. Let's go. My mom told me, don't walk around the store mm. with your hands in your pocket. Right. Because people might think you steal it. That part. Right. And it's like, yeah, it made perfect sense to me when I was a kid. It made perfect sense to me when I was younger. Right. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want people to think I'm stealing. Right. But the, the, the deeper. That's part of you the, knowing your enemy. The deeper question was. That's part was, of you knowing your enemy. The deeper question was, yeah, exactly. It's part of knowing your yeah, enemy, right? My mom, enemy. my mom was very aware. Yeah. You know, as a young black man, you don't walk around in, these, in the state's business. Black man. Because they don't want you to believe. They don't want you thinking that you're stealing something. Another one. You but ready? the question is. Why do they believe? I'm, why would they, why would they even think that? Well, that part maybe that's an ongoing talk. Maybe we put that as some bonus material. Right. But talk about knowing your enemy. Right. Right. It's, there's there's no there's not a no answer for that. We right. might not like the answer for that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Your enemy got a heart, got a mind, got right. intuition. Right. For sure. Because they're human, just like you are. For sure. And in the end, you're not very different from them. Right. In the end, y'all y'all got more in common and less in common. Yo, when uh, not only that, but what did I say? I said the one about uh, yo, you riding your bike, you know. You think that a bug hit you, check yourself for a bullet hole. Um, it was another one, too. Oh, snap. Like, um, oh, damn. It escaped me, man. Yeah, you Just were going that, there. I'm sorry. That, no, no, it's cool. No, we, 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 we in the back. Right. But I think, that, I, think that, I think that it's like about the, oh, the violence. Yeah. You know what I was taught? I was taught, like, because it would be like this. Because I, I grew up, I grew up with shooters who didn't, who didn't keep from me the fact that they were shooters. Mm. Right? So yeah. I had shooters. Yeah. And the shooters educated me on, you know, like what it's like. I, had, I grew up with agitators, right. enforcers, escalators. And not everybody necessarily did. You don't have to go there. Everybody who kills ain't a killer. Right. Right? Facts. So me being around killers is like, we're going to put you up on game. Some shit break out. Go, go the other way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause you, cause bullet ain't got no name on it. Facts. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, facts. And most of these cats out here, they they not pros. No. Right? They not pros. They don't know. What, they don't. They don't. They, they just caught up in something that they don't know is bigger than them. Mm. Right? And they're just going through the motions of what's been set in motion for them. So most of the people who's running to that situation, part of the reason why they run into that situation because they're juiced up off of that situation is because it shows you that they don't understand. They don't understand the value of what's at stake, right? Like, these people fighting each other and shit like that, it's not a cause for celebration. It's tragic. Yeah. People who they don't look at their neighbors and see that this person is a resource, that's tragic. Yeah. And it's, it is laid out for them that way for them to not be able to see that, you know? So the art of war is beautiful, man. I want to continue to have that conversation with the people. Those of you at home, you know, this is for us to be responsible. Facts. It's about responsibility. So I was, again, going with the art of war. Let's go, baby. We would, I was this is the last bag, y'all. I was looking at chapter four. Chapter four. Woo! And it talks about tactical dispositions. My, you see, you, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Between us. I'm glad that you, you, know, you sent me this. Yeah. And we didn't have much time before we started rolling. Yeah. I didn't know we was going to be. I had it planned out to where it was like, oh, we'll talk about one piece from, you know, because it's so. It's so yeah, no, you know, I, and I had I was, to go through this. I had to go through this last night when I sent it to you because I was like, "Ooh, I think I need to pick the one thing 
right? And then after every episode, we get into the other thing right. because each one of these is this. Yo, man, the art of wars is is its own pod. Let me finish. It's its own bag. I'm just okay. Come on. Let me go. finish. Right? We said that already. We in the bag. So, the book bag. As a foreigner as a in China, in China, the tactical dispositions part really stuck out to me. Okay. Because it talks about location. The advantages that you have, right? One mm. advantage that you could possibly have is a location. Mm -hmm. When you're a foreigner in China or in any foreign, foreign in any country, mm -hmm. you don't have the advantage of location. No, you definitely don't. Because you're not from there. You are a foreigner, you're right? A visitor. And you're this becomes, guest. and this becomes, and sometimes it quickly becomes a us versus them thing. And I'm, I'm not, you know, assuming all people are like this, but the conflicts that I've seen between foreigners and locals, it becomes a us versus them. You don't yeah. have the advantage you know of location, you know real quick. <laughs> I'm going. No, no I'm, man, I'm come going. on, man. Come on, come on. No, I'm giving it. I'm giving game right now. The one, the one reason I say is the numbers are stacked against you. Well, yeah, that part. These are this is this is conflict avoidance strategy, can right? We, can we, uh, let, let, I'm let's encouraging. Do, let's fleet. do this part. We take it. We take that thread that you're talking about right now, where the numbers are against you as right. people who are guests in someone else's home. Exactly. And that being part of the reason why they should never choose to fight. That's what I'm saying. Let's take that and thread it back to the people in the States. Yeah. Because it becomes a different tactical position. Mm. The federal government in the States, bless them. Those, not everybody who's part of the federal government in the States is, is a corrupt person or a greedy person or a bad leader, right? Mm. But there's factionalism that happens. They war amongst themselves. In different factions, they fight for power. Some people are greedy. Some people really are not greedy, right? Yeah. It goes down. Yeah. But you know... Even the people who are not greedy, who are part of the state, who have some accountability as being ahead of the state that may have failed to prevent something that immobilized the people, like an atrocity, right? Like a, like a national emergency that could have been prevented, right? They all fear the people because the people are the largest army and always will be. And the largest army is always the strongest army. Therefore, they have the burden of Will they mismanage or manage their position? Mm. It's always that way. I'm, that's the last thing I'm going to say about that part. I want to say if you're a foreigner, don't, don't fight anybody because you're going <laughs> to lose. You're going to lose. You, you, can't, you wait, can't win. Wait. Let's tell, let's tell, let's tell, let's tell it to them like For the average person, can I, can victory be, is impossible. Can I be paternalistic right here? I don't have any children, but I'm going to tune into my paternalistic qualities. I'm going to act like I'm talking to a child. Yeah. You're going to lose. Don't fight. Exactly. Unless you know what you're doing. No. Know no. thyself. <laughs> no. No. No, but seriously. The average hey, person. Hey, the average person. The average person doesn't no. know the art of war. They don't know that the, the only you fight. You will that, lose. The only fight that you should ever take up is a fight that you've already won. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Mr. P from the 313. I wasn't done. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I thought that would have been sweet, though. I like the ending, though. Well, I, I mean, because that's the truth. Let me, they let me give They tell us. The only... No, no, no. Come on, man. It's too rich for me. It's too much for me. Right. It, it's too much for me. No, I just want to say... All right. Chapter 12. We're going to finish it's on It's too much 12. for me. Chapter 12 talks about attacking by fire, right? But there's a little how piece... About, how about this? There's a little piece in there. <laughs> it says attacking by fire, but it says only when the time is right. Man. But it also talks about using water. The only time. Because the enemy... Is in, when you use water, check out the, uh, the only Bruce time Lee you should fight. Bruce, use be like water is when victory is the only thing that can happen. That's use, the only time you should fight. Use water. Water can intercept the enemy 
but it doesn't rob them of their belongings. Hey, y'all. And for me, when I say use water, I mean use love. It's the element of life. Can't get past it. Use love. All right. This is going to be dark, but I'm going to piggyback off of that. That nah, was great. You can't go to the dark with the... No, it's, 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 it, but it's a necessary darkness. All right, go ahead. It's a necessary darkness. If you can't help but to take a person's life, you know how to do it? You do it with love. Yeah, be kind, right? You know what I'm saying? If you can't help but to take a person's life, if it's the only option that you have left, make sure it's quick, right? Interesting. If it can be intimate, make sure that it's intimate. Hold them. Tell them it's going to be okay. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> let them know. Let them know that their ancestors is, is going to be there for them to oh take to take to take this them to the bag other is, side. This bag is crazy. To let take, us know what you think. To take them to the other side. Passbagpodcast at gmail.com. Never fight. If you do fight, you always got to make sure that 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 battle is won first. Let Let's check in with the PAs. Let's get into the next bag. PA check in. All right. Bruh. It is. Thank you for another great pod. Bruh. Bruh. We have the best crew. The no best one. crew. The deafest crew. The dopest crew. Jesus. Rachel, Baby Gouda, Nicole, Ray Ray, telling y'all. Love these, love these long, lovely young people Man. Um, sharing with us, helping us keep this thing going. Mm. So what, what part of the podcast spoke to you today? What part were you like, wow, this is really interesting? Like, uh, Rachel, we start with you. What do Ray, you think? chill. I think uh, it's Ray, on. It's Ray, chill. Knowing who you are. Yeah. Because once I was thinking about this question, well, if I lost one finger, Am I still me? And then, mm. what if I lost my torso? Am I still me? Uh. Yeah, what if I lost my brain? Am I still me? Uh. I think uh, when Critical you were talking thinking. about knowing yourself, I think that, I don't know, just brought, brought me back to the time thinking about what am I? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, mm. super interesting. What are you? Yeah, what are you? I have no idea. Right. So, like, uh, I remember, Adrian, that you mentioned that you you have this teacher who uh, said that, like, how people don't have original thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I kind of disagree because I think nobody, like, like maybe 99.99% of people don't have the original thoughts, maybe. Because uh. we're always standing on the shoulders of our ancestors, uh, and mm. we read books, so maybe mm. uh, our so-called original thoughts are all, like, have have all these components from other people's right. thoughts. I love what it is that you're saying right now, because that is so tied into mysticism. To what? No. Mysticism. What is that? Mysticism, mystic experiences, experiences that are rooted in um, a type of... Uh, Examples of mysticism, Chinese mysticism, Shaolin monks are the most popularized, mythologized example of Chinese mysticism, right? But so the monks, they say, meditate and are able to do things like raise their body temperature so that they can dry their clothes up on the mountain and, and, and inside of uh, climates where the, the average person would freeze. To Lay death. on bales and nails. Right. They're able to nails, uh, like be that. able to take spears and take a spear and chop a watermelon in half and then they take that same spear and place it against their throat and you know do the thing until the 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 spear handle snaps those are feats of mysticism right and feats of mysticism are mostly experiential feats so i love what it is that you're saying right now because you talk about original thought right and that's just tied into mysticism i don't want to get too far into it but i love what it is that you're saying you know about 
99.9% of, and for most people, mysticism takes place in 0.001% of everybody's life experience. Interesting. Experience. Thank you. Experience. Thank you for sharing. Thank, Thank you, you for Rachel. helping us. Jesus. What, Ray, uh, chill. Ray, what, Ray. Uh, what part? Hold on, wait. Rachel, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Any, any, any projects that are happening? Is there anything that's, that you want the people to know about that's happening out there? Any of your projects that you want to tell the people about? Maybe you want to tell them your social media again? Just anything. Anybody you, that you want to give some love to? I know you hear yourself better doing that, but okay. she don't hear you anybody, <laughs> anybody you want to give some love to? You want to say what's up to anybody? Yes. Uh, hey, friends. Shout out, shout out to my <laughs> friends. Yeah, baby. Friends of Rachel. Hey, hey, hey. Friends of Rachel. Thank love you, Rachel. You love you, too. <laughs> Hey. What? What's uh -huh. up, Jesus? Provolone Princess. Jesus Christ. Looking at this IG, seeing if anybody wants to shout out. All right. <laughs> what part stood what, out to what you? What part of the podcast stood out to you today? Yeah. The, the, of course, the liver one. The liver ah. one. <laughs> you want to be That was uh, some knowledge I didn't know about. I guess, you know, because I drink a lot. But, um, yeah, I, we don't want to get into all that. As um, much as you want to. Yeah. As much Stay as you want to. Just the, just the PA check-in. I have, I come from, a, I come from New Orleans. All right. So New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> and uh, we have a drinking uh, culture that's really destructive because we're originally like Las Vegas. We're like the original Las Vegas of the U.S. And it never left that hot, that whole riverboat cruise sort of thing. That lifestyle never changed Mardi Gras. Mm. So we have really unhealthy uh, alcoholic tendencies. I come from on my father's side, who's from Louisiana. My grandfather died of liver failure. Dang. Like my great grandfather on my mother's side from the Caribbean, also. So I have, I have a a weird, um, I think maybe even genetic. I don't know what people say that's uh, an excuse. But uh, yeah, and a bit. But at the same time, I. I do drink a lot, and actually, I enjoy drinking. Mm. So, um, but I'm also trying to lose weight. And when you said that it takes two days, burn fat, burn fat. You're trying to change your body composition. Yeah, trying I'm trying fat. to. I'm trying to burn fat. Right on. Right. Uh, and I, I'm like barely eating these days, but I see I'm putting on some weight because I'm just drinking too much. And also, like I didn't know this. It takes 24 hours or 48 mm. hours. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta I had no idea. You, you got to abstain that. from it for 24 to 48 yeah. hours before your I'm liver can switch well, to doing another water job. weight these days. I need to <laughs> yeah. So like you, even if you consider you drink, you drink, you have a couple drinks for the next 24 hours, everything that you put in your body is going to get stored as fat. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because right. your liver can't process it. That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. So those, those those six o'clock KFC runs. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. checks, KFC. Hey, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Oh uh, yeah, I got uh, Chalk Talk, Mr. Jones on IG. Yeah. Shout out to Chalk Talk. What up, yeah, baby? Yeah, yeah. He. Um, we met at Caesars uh, stepping one time. We Let's were go. doing some stepping. Yeah, we hung out. I think that was on a Tuesday. Tuesdays is happening. On, in Algiers under the bridge. Let's go. In New Orleans. Let's uh, go. Shout to New Orleans. New Orleans. Thank you so much for liking the post. I hope you're I hope you're listening. Right, man. My friend CJ Day from Connecticut. He's an amazing uh artist also. He Connect does, I cut. He does uh like uh like welding. Like he's into like making knives. Nice. And graffiti too. So his that's, cool. that's uh, I forget he changed his name on IG. But uh, so I go. Yeah. I plug yeah. it in. You just let us know. Let me see where is, what's his 
uh, I have another friend, Giorgios Bush. He, uh, Giorgioso, Giorgio, Giorgio, Giorgio. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, it's been a while. Um, he's also an artist and just an activist, and he's half New Orleanian and half uh, Greek. All right. And uh, he spends a lot of times in Greece taking care of his his dad. Shout out to Giorgio. Shout out to Fathers, man. Fathers Day coming up. Yeah, his dad, he takes care of his dad. His dad's ill, so I see him sometimes. He's in Greece just taking care of his family. Nice. And I really appreciate that. We need to be in Greece. If we we, um, uh, contribute uh, some uh, uh, care to the family, um, if, if they can hook us up, man, we go out there, do a podcast in Greece, European Union. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also Tony is another one. Uh, kid, ba- kid Baklava seventy six. Kid Baklava seventy six. Is that on? Book Cafe in New Orleans, which uh-huh. is like one of the last locally owned places because we got screwed after Katrina. So they, he, oh, his, him and his family own a traditional New Orleans and live music outdoor venue mm-hmm. in the French Market. A uh, mm-hmm. little slip. That's an interesting history. But uh, shout out to him. He's Greece. He's Greek. Uh, and uh, anybody else that I forgot, um, sorry, I love you. I smell some local politics inside of, uh, inside of your commentary. All y'all New Orleanians who might have got fucked after Katrina, little baby, baby Gouda wants you to unfuck yourself. Yeah, let's get over it. Let's. I know it's a hard thing. But unfuck yourself. We can. We can still move <laughs> past. We can get together as a community. And yeah, I love you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, baby. Gouda. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Nicole. Rachel. Thank you, everybody, and uh, that follows us on Thank IG. You, Thank you, Mr. P from the three one three Provost P yeah. Bobby Pins. Oh, yeah. We in there, baby. Follow us. Um, join the conversation. Email us pastorbagpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on IG at pastorbagpodcast, or hit us up on Twitter at pastorbagpod. You can find the pod on iTunes on. Uh, Every place. YouTube, Spotify, Spotify, uh, like and subscribe, Pyro. hit that notification bell to get the notifications, iTunes, and, and yeah, all yeah, that you stuff. Said hey, y'all, uh, we loving y'all. Cause loving it's not our, enough. We loving ourselves. Yeah, that's right. It's not enough for you to what? Get the bag. You got to know how to keep the bag. And if you wanna secure the bag, you got to share, share the, the bag. bag. Now kindly pass the bag. Next time. Félie clamanqué, elle y accepte rezete. Parfois elle inspire les autres, parfois elle y excite les autres. Et n'a qui crée li par l'homme, et n'a qui crée li dans un. En mal ou soir en bien, et n'a qui tous toi dans l'âme. Un crayon, un bout de papier, un tableau, un santé. Poem ou esquilté, tout crélié, tout l'armé. Inspiré par tout bas de problème la terre, l'atmosphère. L'univers est sous il donne l'esprit qui nous l'armé. Tranquille ou soit rythmé, pour s'accorer et n'a point dire. Raconte l'amour, soit la guerre, nous réfléchissons au bon couplé. Un crayon, un bout de papier, un tableau, une santé, un poème ou esquilté. Tout crélier, tout
Et 